Anchor FM is one of the best ways to make and distribute your podcasts. Their online creative tools can allow you to make your podcasts from home and on the go. Anchor will also help you get your podcast sponsored with no minimum listenership and help you make money while doing your podcast. And distribution is the easiest thing ever. I've used many different distribution sites. Anchor so far has been the best. And they can get you on every major distribution site out there. They can take your RSS feed, whether you're creating a new one or if you're just moving a show from another platform, sign up for Anchor at anchor.fm now. And when you get there, Make sure you pay attention to everything they tell you to do, and they'll help make your podcast great and help make you some money. Again, head on over to Anchor.fm now. Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Wide Men Can't Jump on the Wide Men Radio Network located at blogtalkradio.com slash Jump. This show is brought to you by the law offices of Stephen P. New at newlawoffice.com, stripcamfun.com, Atomic Comics and Collectibles LLC, located at facebook.com backslash Atomic Comics and Collectibles LLC, as well as at Stay Classy Meats at stayclassymeats.com, where you can use promo code WIDEMEN to save 10% on your order and receive a free pound of Montana grass-fed ground beef. This show talks about NBA and covers all topics from all 30 teams in the league and includes guests from experts from all over the world. Make sure you're downloading us on iTunes, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, Google Play, FM Flash, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and more. Be sure to join in on the fun over at WideMenCan'tJump.com as well as on our Facebook group, Wide Men Can't Jump, and follow us on Twitter, at WideJump. Now, let's go to the flagship program, of this Wide Men Radio Network, here's Wide Men Can't Jump. Welcome aboard, ladies and gentlemen, to this Wide Men Can't Jump episode. It's me, it's Nate, and uh, isn't it great when we're two days late, uh, we're still on time, as they say. But joining me, as always, uh, from the Great White North, the man, the myth, the Canadian legend, Tim Dombrova. Fuck this pandemic. Fuck it right in its stupid <laughs> ass. I'm with you, man. Like, and, and we were trying to get this recorded a little earlier, and we were having some technical issues. I figured out what was wrong. Uh, my microphone is, is kaput. <laughs> Done. Finito. Oh, well, that's... Uh, what a wonderful time to be able to just run out and replace it. Uh, I actually had another one just in case that ever happened. So I've got one oh, here well, ready to go. Better. So I oh, good. just took two cords and flipped it out and set the settings on this one, and now I'm ready to go. So always good to have a spare is the... Uh, the way to find this out. This was, but this was the uh, microphone that I brought with me from, uh, you know, the the original back in the day. If you ever watched uh, Wide Men Can't Jump, whenever Tom and I were doing the one hour videos, this was the m- microphone that I had from there. This is a, uh, and I'm gonna miss it. it. It was a good microphone. It, it got, it was well worth what I spent on it. And, uh, but I've got this back up here. Thank, thank goodness. I had one ready to go well, that's on like, standby. Um, 
Is that like that? Uh, what's that? Uh, uh, that fishing song, where it's him or the fishing, and he says he's really gonna miss her. But you know what I'm talking about? Mm, it sounds like country Tom music to me. Yeah, t- yeah, it's definitely country music. Um, something about she gives him a choice between uh, her, her and the fishing, and, and the chorus says he's really gonna miss her because he ain't giving up fishing. Anyway, yeah, I mean, I, I think I know what I think I know what you're talking about. Um, I, I've heard the song, but the you. name escapes me. I did uh, come up you with, however, Nate, a song a song to add to our pandemic playlist. Oh, what's that? Staying alive by the Bee Gees. Well, of course. It's not "I'm Gonna Miss Her," is it, by Brad Paisley? It could be uh, my country music knowledge. Well, I love her, but I love to fish. I spend all day out on this lake, and hell is all I catch. Today, met me at the door. That sounds like it. (laughs) Yeah, probably. Today, she met me at the door. She said I'd have to choose. If I hit that fishing hole today, she'd be packing all her things, and she'd be gone by noon. Well, I'm going to miss her when I get home, but right now, I'm on this lake shore. Okay. That's what it is. That is, I'm going to miss you, uh, her, the fishing song by Beasley. Are you capable of doing the musical part of uh, Stan You can't tell by the way I use the rail. I've got clean hands. Here, have a look. You can't tell. <laughs> I can't do it. You said it makes me laugh too. <laughs> I'm, I'm working on the lyrics to that. Oh, well, we're it's looking all, forward to hearing that well, for it's sure. All right, it'll be okay. We're all gonna live for another day. You can tell you'll see me again because I'm practicing social distancing. And. um for those that are wondering, this is our regular Wide Men Can't Jump show, but it ain't going to be like the normal Wide Men Can't Jump show. Uh, basically, what you're getting here is kind of a preview of the old Sunday Night Roundtable that we used to do. Um, going to be us But, I mean, we're, gonna talk, we're still going to talk sports. It's just one of those things where... We might where, get to some sports, possibly. Oh, 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 oh there'll there's, be some, there's, Wait a minute. Lady, ladies and gentlemen, a momentous thing is, is about to occur, and you're... And you're here for it. Ladies and gentlemen, I mean, I, I just, here we go. He ain't back, had a heart attack. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Wide Men Can't Jump. TR Shock, Tom Robinson is on the line. Uh, hey yo! <laughs> it's it's survey time. It's Razor Robinson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's up, Tr? Well, certainly not my penis. Um, well, not that at age given. fifty. At age fifty, not thirty, like you, you viral young man. Uh, nah, mine sometimes doesn't that it, much it these goes days either. I'll tell you what, I took these uh, these pills. Uh, you know, I don't care about basketball at this point. There's no goddamn basketball, so I'm just going <laughs> to shoot whatever comes to my head. And, 
you know, with a uh, increasing belly size, uh, Tim might relate. I don't know. Um, the penis kind of sh- goes inward, and uh, I told I told you guys maybe on air, maybe off air before. I had a friend who will go by the name Chuck. That's his fucking name. I'm just dropping his. I won't drop his whole info, but um, <laughs> he had some, he had some backyard lab friend who gave him some kind of Cialis creation. He, like, he opened the capsules and there's like anchovies in there and shit, shit that shouldn't be in there. But anyway, <laughs> it, it did make my penis hard. And um, it, it even appeared to give it some length, which would be revolutionary. But uh, unfortunately, when it comes back down to normal, like three days later, I had foreskin, like a like a man of uh, of Jewish ethnicity. <laughs> well, all right. First off, the, not so the foreskin the file starring Tom Robbins. It's not so much that the penis goes in; it's just that everything else goes out. Well, I, I, everything does you go know, out, but the, I don't know. I, I seem to have a lot less. Right, but you got the gut. Then if you're really unfortunate, you got, you know, gut number two, or uh, fupa, as we call it, or gunt, if you're a woman. Um, oh, no, no, no. My, my 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 belly stops. It doesn't go into that lower area, vajamic and all that gunt, yeah. Well, no, but no, you, I don't have you get, if, you, if you put uh, on a lot of weight, you get the gut, and then you get that next ripple going. That's the one you want to try to avoid. But uh, anyway, so. No, I've been losing weight, Tom. I, I'm slowly getting skinny. I'm gonna yeah, I think the last time we talked. Six months. Yeah, well, you got to replace you with another fat dude. I'm already yeah, making, uh, losing all this weight, man. What's up with that? I'm going to be okay. It's not. It's not. Uh, although I did hear Tom, and I got to. I got to make sure this is true. Did you? Uh, did you sign up for COVID nineteen because you thought they said coed nineteen? <laughs> no, silly. I I, uh, I I was thinking of something along those lines too, but um, COVID nineteen. Uh, we 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 kid. It's a very serious uh, situation, a global pandemic, if you will. And I, I came to the realization today, uh, a guy with a shitty – I have the immune system of Pedro from the, weir, uh, Pedro from the real world. How did I screw that up? Anyway, that's an 80s reference, Nate. Don't even bother. But, Not gonna. <laughs> Not gonna do it. But yeah, I, I have a. Uh, I I usually get sick every like, you know, three weeks, and I've I've been strong, and I'm an essential worker, uh, as they say, and I, I believe I got really sick in February for like a while and really sick, and I scored some uh, uh, Z pack, which they are now using in combination with the hydrochlorazine or whatever the fuck it's called. Plaquenel, what it's called. That's the brand. Plaquenel. Plaquenel is the brand name. It's hydrochloroquine. I forgot. I'm dealing with a future pharmacist. Um, well, anyway, that and uh, and the Z pack, but I didn't have that. I had the Z pack, and it went away. But I was really, really, really sick in February, and I think I I may have gotten. I think uh, that theory that you're immune to it once you get it. I mean, God willing, hopefully, um, because I've, 
I've, you know, followed the, the orders of those that are in the know about washing hands and, you know, social distancing and distancing and whatnot. And, you know, but, uh, I feel strangely healthy. So, uh, knock on wood again, and I hope I'm not jinxing myself, but I, I think I may have already had it, but who knows? Cause the testing wasn't available back then. I believe you may be confusing Zubas and fanny packs. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I did put on a pair of Zubas. I, I usually wear sweatpants uh, 24-7, so I was ahead of that curve. Now everybody's wearing sweatpants. Oh, dude, I've been um, doing that for years. That and me too. Uh, basketball I, shorts, man. If I ain't going to a wedding or a funeral, yeah, man, it's uh, comfy is the way to go. And, uh, and you know, Zubas, but, yeah. here, here's the thing. I actually own uh, about three pairs of Zubas myself. Um. And if you don't own Zubaz, you, what are you doing with yourself when it comes to comfort? They've only found one thing better than Zubaz when it comes to comfort, and that is uh, Under Armour sweatpants. Uh, those two cannot be touched in the terms of the comfort department. But Zubaz are awesome. Well, they can be touched in other ways. hey Oh, um. hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Wasn't ready for it. Wasn't ready. Wasn't ready. No, uh... Yeah, this the, rim shot I brought have, to you by the Department have, of Health. <laughs> and it's global. And it's funny because uh, we have Tim up there in Canada. We have me in the uh, burbs of Philadelphia. And Nate in the last state that became positive. Because all you fuckers live like t- 10 miles from each other in the mountains and shit. Well, let me, let me tell you this. The reason why we had the last state to become positive with this thing is because we're also like the brokest state ever and we can't afford the testing. So once we started oh. testing, we started getting positive, positive uh, outbreaks. But the, are the fact that we are, you know, a state of like 1.8 million and um, we're really spread apart, that helps. And there's really no reason to leave your house anyway because it's not like even when everything's open, there's not much to do. So this whole staying at home thing, we're kind of used to that down here. Uh, have you the same way, Tim? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Alberta hasn't been. Eh, the two cities got smacked around a little bit, but nothing like you guys. I mean, we're lucky. I think the provinces got. Uh, I'm not even sure. I want to say it's like 1,100 cases province wide or something, and almost all of them are in the two big cities. So same mm-hmm. thing as where Nate's at. I mean, I'm I'm 400 miles from anywhere. Well, my next door, the, the closest person that lives next door to me is at least, you know, 100, 100, 200, you know, pretty good distance. Like, I can see his house. Don't get me wrong. Like, he's across the road, but it's not like it's not like I can touch his house from mine or anything close like that you would see in a city. you got to remember, but, uh, up here, we don't have the same um, – you guys have got uh, – I don't know how to explain it properly. I could be wrong, too. But from what I've been seeing, like, you guys have got the state to worry about and then the federal government. Here, we've got a provincial government. But when the feds throw the hammer down, that's it. They supersede everything else. So the minute they they started doing shit, everybody just fell in line. I mean, there's still – I can't lie. I mean, there's still people wandering around here. But according to our health department, we don't have any here. Or at the very least, we don't have anybody who has it that's obviously sick. Mm. If that yeah. makes sense, 
I mean, we our test, county, I mean, our county here has, I think, six or seven cases, and that's it. We supposedly um, had two, but they're already old enough that they're they're not active anymore. But Alberta, because the province is wealthy, had a shitload. We had over a million tests, so we've been testing people like nuts. You know, we're doing five, six thousand tests a day here. So anybody who does get it, they they go all uh, PI on them, and they you know they test their family and anybody they've been anywhere yeah. near, and everybody gets locked up and all that stuff. So we've been pretty lucky so far, but yeah. who knows? All it takes See, we is can't one be tested here. We can't be tested here unless we're showing symptoms. That's the rule. Like if you say, "Well, I was around somebody that tested positive," well, go home and self isolate. Well, we don't uh, have enough tests for you. Yeah. See here, that's enough. If you've been around somebody and you they think you might have it, they're you're going to get a test and they're going to lock you up. So yeah. But yeah, I mean it's it sucked balls though because boy, I mean you would have thought. Like I mean, I'm sure you're both on board with this. Uh, six months ago, if somebody would have told you, you know what, uh, you can just stay home for a month, and uh, you don't really got to leave the house and not really do anything, and no one's going to mind, and it's not going to bother anyone, I think most people probably would have signed up for that. But after a month of this, I, I'm already just about ready to, I mean, there's just nothing to do, mostly because there's no sports on. But, I mean, I didn't think television could be so boring, but good Lord. I'm the only one on the planet who hasn't seen Tiger King, but we'll get back to that. No, later. no, you're not. You're, you are no, not no, no, the only person. I haven't person. seen it either. <laughs> Me either. Mm. I was well, about to start watching Tiger it, King. I, was I about mean, I do, uh, do want to see it. it. It seems right up my alley, yeah. and it seems like something that, that would happen down here, or at least close to here. But, yeah, I'm interested. I'd, I'd kind of like to see it. Now, to jump off that for a brief moment, I got a bone to pick with Tom Robinson. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Here just, we go. Just a slight, just a slight bone. So here, here you go. I'll throw this out here. Posters of yourself on your wall. <laughs> Fucking right, I did. No. I, did you see? Was, did you, you know. see my reply to your posters on the wall? Actually, I didn't because be, I wanted to get in and call, and I saw there were a lot of like things on my notifications on Twitter, but I just wanted to plug that we were going to be on. So I did not. I, uh, I, I replied to you that there was no point, no need to be shy. Leif Garrett and Sean Cassidy are fine young men. <laughs> ah, Ooh, I, I, I do. Uh, well, Cassidy's dead now. isn't he? Uh, you know, he might yeah. be. He is. And I think Leif, Leif Garrett, I know Leif Garrett was trying Leif, it. Leif, whatever you Leif, call him. Whatever his name was. Whatever they called he, Al he, Snow. The game, Damn, well. I mean, I could never figure Al out Snow what doesn't the look like a man. was with, with Leif Garrett. <laughs> no. but, I mean. uh, Leif Garrett but yeah, is still uh, alive. Still alive. Yeah, he was on like celebrity rehab and shit, but uh, I digress. Um, I, I I was obviously through when I answered well, that. I, but, I I had acne so bad um, as a child, teenager, whatever you want to call it. I think Sean Cassidy is still alive. I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. Oh, David Cassidy. You might be thinking of you might be thinking of Andy oh. Gibb. He's dead. Yeah, Who? Andy Gibb is, and David, David Cassidy Gibb. is dead. Andy Gibb is dead. Dave, too. David Cassidy. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Andy, those fucking BGs and Andy Gibb, they were. Uh, yeah, there's only what only one BG left alive, I believe. Yeah, they were drugging. 
But it's because they didn't wash their hands with Perel. True. Um, they may have started this whole craziness well, 40 I mean, years supposedly ago. Supposedly they were staying alive, but uh, I don't know. Apparently oh, not. that's something I would say. Staying alive. <laughs> well, uh, I, I have been filling in for you for quite some time, I might throw out there. So I sort of become yeah. mini you, Canadian version of you. Yeah, it's uh, I've become a, uh, I don't know what version of me, but it, it, it isn't the one that I grew up knowing. But I'm, I'm uh, kind of coming back to being me again and, and saying inappropriate things. And the people that know me know that they're just bullshit. I'm just fucking around. But anyway, uh, think, uh, no COVID-316 says, I just whipped your ass. <laughs> I just coughed in your face. <laughs> Do you think uh, do you think there's a chance that some of that stuff is going to change with all this? Um, some of what stuff? Well, because I think we're going to see if I if I had to put money on it. Uh, once we start to come out of this thing, are people going to go right back to the stupidness, or is this going to throw uh, a real damper on the Me Too movement and all this kind of stuff? Because now that it's uh, now that we all realize there's other shit that's like significantly more important, uh, we see that stuff kind of for what it is, which was just a bunch of crybabies for the most part. Some of it wasn't, but most of it was. Yeah, that's a tough question, and, and it's really an unknown of when this will, you know, this well, too I, shall yeah, pass. Nobody really say. knows that, but but I mean, I imagine there's a segment of society that will just like have a back to the world get fucked up and um craziness and uh, you know one side of my brain is on that side but the other side a lot of self-reflecting a lot of um looking at my bank account and appreciating my job and things of that nature that oh shit uh i kind of needed this uh Personally, I kind of I mean, I, I don't think people say are going like, I kind of assume people aren't going to travel at least for a while like they used to. I don't think anybody's going to be hopping on a plane to head to the Orient. <laughs> uh, the Orient that sounds like Vince McMahon. Yeah, that's why. Well, yeah, I mean, because that's that's considered you know that's a that's a racist thing to say these days. I don't know why they're the ones that came up with the name, so I'm not sure why it is, but. Somebody deemed it inappropriate somewhere along the line. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. Oh, man. We lost a great West Virginian today, did we not? West Virginian. Great Bill. uh, I got to be honest with you. I didn't know who he was. Oh, man. Legend. Absolute legend down here in these parts. Besides all his. Okay, uh, is he? What Ed Bogus is still. I said Ed Bogus is still alive, isn't he? Oh yes, yes, but of course. Oh okay. Well, when you, I mean, I mean, when you when you bring up Great West Virginians, I mean, it's pretty much Ed Bogus. No, he's you know he's top he's top five. Him, Bill Withers, Steve Harvey, uh, Jerry West, Don Knotts, and Ed Bogus. I mean, that's top five right there. No, I bet Ed Bogus is really related to Susie Bogus, a country singer from years past. But anyhow. Um, that went over my head. No, it went over mine, and that's an avenue I might have to explore at a later date. <laughs> yeah, right on. 
Bill Withers, uh, Tim, just for your benefit, uh, well, uh, Lean On Me, he sung as yeah, well. Yeah, okay, I knew the song. When I read that, I mean, okay, I know Lean On Me, but I didn't know he, that he had anything to do with it. I didn't know who he was from, like, he's, you know, that, that didn't register for me. Uh, Lean On Me and uh, Ain't No Sunshine are two of, I think they were rated two of the top, like, 100 mm-hmm. songs of all time or something. I mean, when I hear Lean On Me, I, I immediately think of, that's Benny King is what I think of when I hear Lean On Me. Now, don't forget, uh, you know, yeah, he Bunny. had uh, Just the Two of Us, Lovely Day. Right. And, you know, just uh, so many. And he's, he's from Slab Fork, West Virginia. Uh, and he's actually from nearby Beckley, which is where Didn't he was he raised, which is where uh, Stephen P. New lives. Did he have that big hit? Should have been at church on Sunday, but I was down at the still making shine in the heat. Honestly, may have. I'm not sure. Can't rule it out living in West Virginia. I mean, well, I mean, okay, sure, it's not Kentucky, but it's close. I I kind of was late on that because I was working hard today and and whatnot. It's just a string uh, of. Terrible things. Uh, he had a good run. He was 81. And, and for yeah. your benefit, Tim, uh, since you didn't immediately recognize, he also played Apollo Creed, um, who was Rocky's foe. <laughs> okay. I think you got him oh, and Carl sorry. Weathers mixed up again. <laughs> Weathers, Weathers, same thing. Well, why don't you work Bill Withers into Bill Medley somehow? Why don't you go down that road? (laughs) No, we should. I mean, I'm coming out with the nonsense, but Bill Withers was a spectacular uh, artist. Did he get get the COVID? No. No, no, heart complications. Yeah, he had some other issues. Yeah, the COVID didn't get him. That's how fucked up life is right now. Like, you're rooting for people to die of not that. Like, oh, cool, he's dead, but at least you didn't have that shit. Well, you know, but to, to take that to a kind of a darker place, my understanding is if you had a choice between dying from a heart attack or the COVID, you'll take the heart attack, because at least that's, you know, the COVID's kind of a lingering, Quick. suffocating, choke-to-death kind of thing, and the heart attack, okay, well, you got some pain, but only briefly, and then you're done. Apparently this COVID thing, uh, I watched a little bit of video of somebody that had it really bad. I had to turn it off. It was like, Jesus Christ, that is just, you know, you're basically drowning to death in your own as your lungs get destroyed. Like, it ain't nothing pretty. Like, you don't, you know, a lot of people giggle at it because most people, even here too, you know, 90, what is it, I think 91% of the people that get it don't even know they got it. Right. You just don't want to be in that 2 or 3% that get it bad. Because it no. took their asses. Even if you're old, even if you're young, it don't matter. It doesn't care. Um, if you get it bad, you get it bad. And from what I understand, if you get it bad enough, there's there's no – you reach that point where there's no going backwards. You just, there's nothing they can do. Well, speaking, well of, great West, speaking of great West Virginians, right. before we dive any further into this, we need to take a, uh, a by-law timeout here. We'll be back in 60 seconds while you good people at home listen to uh, about our good friend, Stephen P. New. Personal injury, product liability, workplace accidents, mesothelioma law, social security disability, unfair insurance practices, family law, employment discrimination, and more. All this can be handled at New Law Office with Stephen P. New. It's New Law Office 
with Stephen P. New. You can get your free consultation today by calling 1-800-208-9169 or 304-362-7345 for your free consultation. A new level of personal service, whether you've been injured or facing divorce or experiencing workplace discrimination, you can rely on compassionate, thorough representation from New Law Office. Be sure to contact Stephen P. New Law Office at newlawoffice.com or again get your free consultation at 1-800-203-9169. Stephen P. New, answers to your legal questions. Again, thanks to our great sponsors, the Law Offices of Stephen P. New. All right, gentlemen, didn't mean to interrupt, but we have to have to pay the bills. So back to you, you all. Know, you know when I hear that, that commercial, Tom, do you remember... Yeah. Um, the Looney Tunes, of course you do. Of course I do. Who does? Yeah, you remember a particular Looney Tune where uh, Bugs Bunny is a barber? <laughs> barber Seville. Yeah, and he, I and may, he uses his I feet. may, if you give me some more, I have a bad. He memory. uses his feet to massage Elmer Fudd's head. He's standing oh, on yes, top yes, of him. Oh yes, 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 yes. Yeah, okay, yes. I can't help but picture that when I hear that the music to that commercial because it's <laughs> kind of close to. To, to Barber of Seville, not quite, but it's it's in the ballpark. Yeah, well, I mean, I I'm not a adult cartoon guy. I think you guys may be, or I don't remember, or I don't recall, but I'm not a Family Guy, South Park, you know, Simpsons guy. Um, but as a kid, I, I I dug Looney Tunes a lot, and I've used it to escape, uh, you know, when either somebody tougher physically. Uh, more skilled than me or police if I had any legal trouble and I wanted to quickly escape I did draw on a mountain side uh, a, a fake tunnel and then that's all I had to do and they ran right to it and knocked themselves out you didn't uh, I said I said boy he's a nice boy but a little bit dumb yeah foghorn leghorn some, some foghorn or actually I always got a kick out of um Man, we're really going off on a tangent here, but what the hell? I always got a kick out of the skunk. Oh, uh, yeah. Pepe Le Pew. Pepe Le Pew, because he would chase that goddamn cat. And because he was French, the cat never said meow. It always said, Le Mew, Le Mew. <laughs> and, I used to la- and I used to laugh at that for hours when I was a kid, because I just thought that was the funniest shit ever. I mean, honestly, I think Foghorn Leghorn... Was was honestly um, my dad. If my dad was a cartoon character, like that's that's where I go to on that. I, I think he was the best cartoon of the Looney Tunes. Him and uh, I was quite. I liked Marvin the Martian uh, quite a bit. Yeah, you didn't and, see him much on on regular TV though. He was kind of a special one that you would. They would yeah, that that's out why I liked so him. Often. That's why I liked him so much. You didn't see him all the time. And then I liked. Uh, of course, Daffy Duck. I'm a big fan. And if you know my buddy Josh Brown, he is Daffy Duck without the lisp. Hello, Josh, if you're listening. Uh, used to background, love, Josh uh, Brown. Background. When but, Foghorn would, uh, when that damn chicken hawk would come. Oh, dude, those are classic. And he would try to, con- he would have to convince, well, yeah, you don't want me, boy. Look at me. And he'd pull, somehow he managed to pull his feathers up like they were pants, and he just had a skinny little leg there. Hey, nothing but yeah. skin and bones on me, boy. What you really want? You want yourself a dog, boy. <laughs> on that damn dog. And then the another one was uh, Yosemite Sam. That dude was hilarious. That was my dad when he was working on stuff. <laughs> and what did he used to say? I'm the rootinest, tootinest, 
I mean, it's something, something, something north, east, south, and west of the Pecos. <laughs> something like that. Well, well back, we to Foghorn Le- back to Foghorn <laughs> Leghorn, the, he was like the original uh, homophobe. Um, according to Artie Lang, who brought back some of them, my memory, uh, Artie Lang on his podcast brought up uh, a certain uh, – I don't know the details. I can't remember. You know my memory's the shits. But a certain episode where Foghorn was like with another uh, character in the cartoon – and I think it was something as simple as like having a catch or something. And uh, I may be way off base, but it was something manly. It was something that men do, like throw a ball or whatever. And uh, the other character refused. And he, he kind of looked at the camera, Foghorn did, and says, anybody never called a baseball is kind of funny. Yeah, that's, he's, uh, I know exactly which episode that is. It's, it's wintertime. Maybe you can clear that up of what I'm saying. Yeah, it's wintertime, and he needs a place to sleep, so he makes the move on Widow Hen, who has a son. So he has to be a father to He wants to play baseball with him, and the kid's a bit of an Egbert. And he's always, he carries a pencil and a piece of paper, and he's always doing the math on everything. Yeah, you almost have to see it. But, yeah, he's, he's, he's trying, to, trying to play catch with him, and the boy is explaining to him the physics of throwing a curve and things of that nature. You have to see it, but. Boy, I said, boy, boy, boy. And the Astros, right. the Astros <laughs> stole the sign. Um, anyway, <laughs> oh, those Astros. Speaking of, think of all the okay. think of all the sporting things that have happened that everybody has just totally forgot about. That being one of them. Kobe dying. This, I mean, geez. Well, yeah, I mean, I, mean, I, that's I did, another thing. Yeah, go ahead. I mentioned on the uh, little hype uh, um, posts that I put out on my social media when I, uh, just minutes before I came on that, I, you know, since I haven't been around, I mean, you guys covered some subjects, so you, you got to bear with me with the, like Kobe, Kenny Rogers, my man Joe Diffie. I mean, we got a lot to talk about. I don't know how much time you guys allotted for this, but, well. Kenny knew when to fold him, I'll say that much. Do your thing, man. Well, I mean, uh, Kobe, I mean, uh, you know, bear with me if you're atheist, agnostic, or whatever, skeptic, and I mean you two and the listeners, but it is Easter Sunday, and this is, you know, this is ridiculous. This is far-fetched, but his death shocked the shit out of me, truthfully, Um, and you know, I, I didn't have a chance to uh, talk about it with you guys when you were on air, and that—that uh, that is like the like if there's you know they have these death pools and so forth, like that would be the last guy I thought would go down, if you will, um, to quote Dusty Rhodes, and I played in the Central League. I. I notoriously got kicked off upper Darby several times because I didn't go to school a lot. And I got what they call interim notices. That means you are failing that class. And if you have two or more, you cannot play sports. So I ended up playing for St. Charles CYO and Clifton Heights seniors and things of that nature. Um, But I did play in the central league from time to time. And 
Lower Marion, uh, I was nine years older than that guy, so I'm not going to try to uh, shoehorn like a Kobe, uh, Tom Robinson uh, basketball standoff. But uh, just the fact that he played on Upper Darby's floor, he's other than L.A., Philadelphia was his city. Um, We booed him, not me, but this fan base of knuckleheads at the time when he was here, I think he, it was an all-star game where he won the MVP or something like they booed the shit out of him. Um, but, but to the city's credit, they gave him a much deserved, uh, standing ovation and so forth for his retirement, his, uh, retirement tour. And, you know, after the fact, when you saw all the documentaries and back footage of how great of a father and, how involved and how many guys he would contact or would contact him. And he would always have time for people. And that's the last guy I thought would pass away. Age 41. It shocked the shit out of me. It was a Sunday. I think Nate, your post was the post that alerted me to it. And I was like, ah, that's a hoax. That's like, they always say John Cena's dead. And lo and behold, uh, it was like TMZ or something that was fairly legitimate. And I was like, what in the fuck? And it actually hurt, man. And people are always like, some people um, say, you know, what the fuck do you care? He, he could give two fucks about you, he, what, whatever. Um, they fail to realize that they don't know us, but we know them. We know a lot about these people. And if they're particularized, the, the critics don't get it so to speak that's because they're not into it but we are we i mean between the three of us hockey football basketball um not so much baseball but within the last how many years three years we've we've covered it daily we've obsessed it we uh, pro wrestling all our lives so we know these people we know damn near everything about them and uh, you know we've had the uh, Fortunately, we've had, you know, some interaction with them that was positive. I worked for the Sixers 2006-2007. I was on the court while Kobe was there, you know. I you know, I didn't uh block his shot in in, you know, in between quarters, but there's a personal connection there to me at least and that was the invincible guy that I didn't think could ever go down. I was such a shock. And uh, with when somebody like that dies, at least for me, and then Nate, you can give the younger man take. It's always horrific when somebody who's younger than you dies. Cause yeah, you just real, it is. I, I don't know why, but it, it just makes you realize that, okay, that's, you know, man, I mean, he was 11 years younger than I was. I mean, that's okay. That guy shouldn't be dying. B, because no. we are older, Tom, we remember when he started. We remember what he did, and we remember when he finished. Yeah, we saw, saw all word. of it. Yeah, saw all of it. It wasn't like it was a guy who you saw some, you know, if, uh, I don't know, i say like Bill Russell, all right, great player, blah, 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 but I never saw him play. So if he was to die or somebody, right. you know, that's, that, that you know, that's, yeah, he was 82 and he died. Well, okay, yeah, he was 82, you know. So, you know, you can at least wrap your head around that a little bit. But when a guy checks out at 41... And yeah. Once he left the game, you didn't really, you know, he wasn't one of these, you know, he wasn't like, you know, somebody told me Dennis Rodman died. Well, okay. <laughs> Dennis, 
Dennis put himself in situations or does put himself sure. in situations where that maybe not be quite so shocking. But, I mean, Kobe, you didn't really hear much about him after he quit, to be honest. Every once in a while he'd pop up somewhere. But, you know, so it, it comes out of left field. And, and like you said, I mean, that is a part of uh, – sports are an uh, intricate part of a fan's life. If you're And, and we're not really so much well, – I shouldn't speak for all, for all of us, but I, I think it's probably true – we are fans of the sport and then of the dudes. Mm-hmm. So when some, so then when somebody who was as intricate to the sport of basketball as he was, and I wasn't a Kobe fan very much, to be honest, but you cannot deny what he did for the game, what he did on the court, blah, 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 blah. So when that gets yanked away and now becomes part of a, you know, page in a book somewhere, that sucks. You know, yeah, he me, was that, bad. that'd be like if Tom Brady. I picked up the, if I turned the sports on tonight. Yeah, Tom Brady died in a car crash. Holy shit! Not because I'm a big Tom Brady fan, but that would be a holy shit moment. I'd yeah. be pissed. Yeah, well, your buck um, with uh, him going down there. We'll talk about yeah, that really. a little bit too. I mean, well, said, um, how many? If I can bring something up from the. Well, go ahead. I was just going to bring up something from the Kobe perspective. Um, you know, I, he was older than me. Um, I just turned 30. So Kobe was, I caught, I got into basketball just in time to see the last couple of great years of Michael Jordan. And I was about six when I did. Um, I rem- of course, I remember Jordan's last shot as a bull. I remember the championship over Utah. Jordan will always be the greatest to me. That's just a personal opinion. We can go, people can argue this and they have at at length and it's annoying, but I got to witness Kobe um, from a young age. And of course I had friends that were, you know, gobsmacked. It's Kobe, you know, Uh, my good friend, Caleb, he took Kobe's death hard because, you know, here he was a high school basketball player, a good basketball player. And he played a lot, and all he ever wanted to do was play basketball, and he was very good at it. And Kobe was his guy. That was his guy. And he he really took his death hard, and he never knew Kobe, but he idolized Kobe. And I look at it like this. If you spent the majority of your life watching and admiring, and I admired Kobe, don't get me wrong. I loved his his killer instinct. Um, That 2004 team with Malone and Peyton can kiss my ass for what they did to the Wolves, but – Still, they were a great. They were still a great team, uh, and Kobe was a great player. And nobody can deny how good he was. Um, but it really took me by surprise the day it happened, because uh, I was all set to watch. Um, that was the day of the Royal Rumble, and Royal Rumble. If you know me, that's a big deal to me. That's you know, even if it's even well, if I'm what, not super into early, the product, it was an early Sunday morning. I mean, yeah. Yeah, and here I was getting hyped to watch the Royal Rumble, and I start seeing these reports, and at first I'm thinking, ah, oh, another hoax. Why do they do this? And then it comes out that it was, and I was like, oh, okay. And then finally the one that, that hurt me, especially with having a kid now, was finding out his daughter was with him, and that yeah, crushed me. That crushed oh, me. And, and briefly when they said that they were all on, and I was just like, Yeah, oh, and, the, and the news oh, media no, should be no, 
absolutely can't be true. And the news media should absolutely be destroyed for the way they handled that because yeah, that was you, pathetic. You go back and listen to the Kobe episode. I believe I ranted awful hard on the press for and, and know, they why can't these guys. Why can't they just say, okay, a plane crashed, uh, suspected that Kobe Bryant was on board, and leave it at that? But no, it's all about clicks. Gotta, it's mean, all about it's all about yeah, It's all about being the first from, to report it, and it pisses right. me off. Bullshit, though. And ratings and the race for the race for like you said, Nate, the race without knowing everything, just get it out there and be credited well, I mean, as the source. It was first I, I seem to recall it was okay, Rick Fox was on board originally. Yeah. And then Rick he Fox popped up somewhere and said, No, I don't know what the fuck these guys are talking about because I'm not even in the country, so you know yeah, the, little the editors... part of that was people had to hear that shit. I mean there was probably lots of people who knew Rick Fox that went, Oh fuck. Well, imagine if Rick Fox's wife wasn't with him. Yeah, know, a little editor somewhere. A little editor's note. I don't know if uh, Rick Fox was, if his current wife is still Vanessa Williams, but that bitch. I don't think so. Is was and always will be a smoking hot woman, and I always fucking wanted him to die because he was banging the shit no, out of her for years. You know, Nate, I wouldn't have minded if his fucking helicopter went sideways. Nate could probably look it up, but I want to say that Rick Fox was banging... Um, Vivica A. Fox, uh, wasn't it? Uh, no, uh, uh, Eliza Dushku. You know who she is? Why does that sound funny? I don't know. Wasn't she in the but new she's guy? She's definitely hot. She was the hot chick. She was in um, uh, oh, Clerks, too. She was one of the chicks. That I think she was in the movie The New Guy, too. For a Might while. Apparently, Rick smoking. Fox is Canadian Bahaman. That's yeah, a, sm- smoking that's a hot chick, so I don't think he was married to uh, what's-her-name anymore. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll get to the bottom of this. Carry yeah, on. I'll look that up, but I'm pretty, but I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah, he was but married I mean, to I, Vanessa Williams. The best. And, yeah, yeah uh, he dated Elizabeth Dushku. So, yeah, yeah, look her right. up, Nate. Check out the photo. Hot. Oh, yeah, I know. I, I know her. She was in uh, The New Guy. Yeah, smoking yeah. hot. Oh, yeah, very fine. Good on Rick. Good on Rick. Fox. If you've never seen The New Guy, she guy. does a lot of bikini modeling in it, so I highly recommend you check out The New Guy. Well, she was in a, uh, in a, I think it was only on TV for a season. It was a really weird TV show, but she was three-quarters naked in the most of it. So, good Sounds like her. True Blood. Yeah. Old true blood. But anyway. Well, Elizabeth Dusku and fucking Rick Douchebag, because he's always <laughs> been a good athlete. He's been wealthy. He's been fucking handsome. And I remember in the heyday of he and Vanessa Williams, who again saved the best for last fame, her number one single, um, Miss America, and then got shamed for lesbian photo shoot, hot black chick with blue eyes. Anyway, um, didn't she lose her Miss America crown over that? Yeah, she did. But yeah, but now if those photos came out, you'd get a reality TV show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for real. Yeah, well, yeah, the, now ish. Now, if well, I mean, who knows? Sex tapes are the, not considered to be detrimental to the career anymore, as long as the people that are in them are decent looking. Yeah, she yeah. wasn't fucking Harvey Weinstein, put it that way. Um, Poor Harvey. I hear Harvey's got but, COVID. 
Uh, well, I know Joe Exotic. That's why I briefly brought up Tiger King that I didn't watch, but they, a legitimate source said he actually has it in prison, um, which, uh, you know, I, 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 I had a uh, cup of coffee uh, behind bars, and I can tell you from experience, if you're sick in there, you're not getting helped. And it, 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 I don't know the Tiger King fucking weirdo, but um, there are some people in there for nonsense, just dumb shit that the police didn't have enough money that month. So they decided to go forward with burying people. They're not murderers. They're not molesters. They're not, you know, any danger to society. They just, you know, made a bad choice one night or two. And, it's it's a shame to think uh, Kenneth Keith Callenback from Howard Stern fame. He was a whack packer, uh, died in the same place that I was. Well, he actually died on the way to the hospital. Allegedly, it's kind of a Jeffrey Epstein kind of thing. But they were notorious. Yeah, yeah, that too. Uh, they were notorious. Uh, George W. Hill. I'll just out them for not. They they have what they call a med check, and he was sick like this COVID thing. He was sick with flu-like symptoms and et cetera and fever, and and he would get his med check. And you know, um, I can't confirm this because I wasn't in there with him at the time, but word has it that he would wait in line, much like I did when I was in there for my medication. And they'd be like, "Oh, I don't know what happened, Mister Robinson, Mister Callender, whatever." And the dude died at like 25 or maybe 30. I don't know, but um, if you're if you're in a prison system and it's for like little bullshit, I'm not for you know setting all the assholes free in the world because that'll just cause anarchy and other things that we don't need specifically at this time. But you know if they get sick and then the, the, there's no guards and uh, it's just it would be a terrible, you know, I don't give a fuck if Jerry Sandusky gets it or whatever and just has to die horrifically because, you know, those type of guys deserve the death penalty. But, you know, there are some very light offenders that it's all about money. <laughs> You're in there because you sold a, a fucking quarter ounce to somebody out on the street corner. You shouldn't be dying right. from COVID, right? Right. I would agree. And, and, and you're and you are effectively Jerry Sandusky. If you have it and he has it, you're going to be treated the same way, if not less than he's treated. So you know, if I can make a political statement while I'm trying to be funny, um, it, it it does suck. But I guess we got to prioritize and think about everybody. But I I, I do think about some of those unfortunate souls there. Anyone? Yeah, I mean, I, I was just—I figured somebody else had something to say, so I was giving it a chance. But while we got a second, let's go ahead and pay some more bills, guys. Let's hear from—let's uh, lighten the mood a little bit. Here's our good friends that have been with us from the start. You've known them by several different names, but here they are. It's StripCamFun.com. Are you tired of the same old average everyday lifestyle and the same old job that has you making less money than what you know you're worth? Well, you should head on over to StripCamFun.com. On StripCamFun, there are tons of eligible men and women 
waiting to perform for you, and you can join in on the fun yourself. Just head on over at stripcamfun.com where you can strip on cam and have some fun. If you get there right now, you'll get to see some of the most beautiful women, men, and whatever else your heart desires. And you can take advantage of the good times being had on stripcamfun.com. Make sure you get there right now and let them know that Wide Men Can't Jump brought you over. Because stripcamfun.com is not just for everyone. Must be 18 years of older to join in on the good times. Strip Cam Fun, be sure to visit right now. It's stripcamfun.com where you can strip on camp and have some fun. If you head over to Strip Cam Fun right now and search TR Shock, you won't be disappointed, oh, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Let's see some black titty cheese. <laughs> I, I, I want to I delete off to that. <laughs> I wanted to lead up, up up to that announcement, like the exalted one was led up to. But anyway, um, Jeez, that was that was. You bad. can't no, save the dark order. It can't be done. You can't save it. it it's terrible. If if you if you guys, uh, I I have a guest that just dropped by and he heard the commercial. I I, I was trying oh, no. to keep it. Yeah, um, hold on a minute. He's. I'm so hoping. Oh, me too. <laughs> hey, man. Uh, hey, is that is that is that Nature Rat <laughs> and Tim Horner talking about strip joints? I'm still hey, I'm still rude with this with this TR shock. He he claims he had like ninety two matches, but the motherfucker only had thirteen. <laughs> and, and everybody hates the motherfucker when he talks about the wrestling business. But I was around nineteen eighty one, right? TR shock was about eleven years old. And I can tell you seriously. I didn't know the motherfucker. <laughs> you know what I'm he, he got podcasts and shit. Jesus Christ. I don't know what this dude's doing to get over, but goddamn. Hey, man, he used to have me on this shitty sh- Wait, let me talk about that strip joint. What, it, 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 hold on a minute. <sighs> hey, man. Hey, you guys. I don't know if you're still there, but. I was on Techwood Drive in 1980. I won the NWA World Title. I think uh, Nick Aldis or some guy like that has it now. And Billy Corgan. I, I like them, uh, uh, what they call Velvet Revolver that he plays with, man. He might bring me <laughs> into Techwood again. But anyhow. Velvet uh, Revolver. <laughs> I love I love me some rock and roll, you know. Uh, I'm from Hendersonville, Tennessee, and I like country music. So, uh, rest in peace, of Joe Diffie. I I got to break character for a minute because T.R. Shaw gonna talk about Joe Diffie. He the pickup man. But anyway, let me get back to having some fun. Uh, I'm glad you guys gave me an opportunity to come on here because I used to be on some show, right? It was called the Five O Six or some shit. They were trying to. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck they're trying to do. Some guy who he sucks Jim Cornette's ass, right? So, so some guy from a uh, uh, fan week or some shit. You know what I mean? Uh, he, he has a five oh six or six twenty five or six oh two or I don't know what the fuck he has, but I was on that, right? And I did rap battles and I drew big numbers, just like 
1981, baby, check with drive. I was title holder, you know what I mean? And some piece of shit. I, I don't even know his name, but I think I think he does he have that show anymore? <laughs> you gotta yeah, know that, still, that that five oh six is still on there. Yeah, yeah, it's still a thing. Well, somebody say something about crazy time because I was looking all over, and the last show I could find was like 1972. What the hell? <laughs> all right, Tommy. Uh, one. Tommy, can I have the phone back? No, uh, in a second to y'all, because you got to understand something. Wildfire will always be here. Uh, 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 somebody called me, and I didn't appreciate it. I, I was offended because, you know, uh, when I was on a two to die, I didn't know there was fat shaming because I would have did a campaign. And now I'm doing campaign because I have a little stammer. I don't know if you, you, you guys noticed, but I have a little trouble spe- <laughs> speaking sometimes. But Tommy, no, can I uh, grab the phone back, please? Uh, well, I, I, I'm going to get out of here, but I just wanted to drop in and say hello. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because Nate the fucking rat, Tim Horn, God, we can tell stories all night how long we've been together. You know what I mean? And T.R. Shaw, he up here that we're working independence in like 1995. Who the fuck cares unless you search YouTube? And you got to have like YouTube Plus or something. This motherfucker taking bumps. <laughs> fuck him. All right, get out of here. <laughs> Make sure that microphone is up, eh? <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I, you know, Tommy him. Rich, uh, stuttering Tommy Rich, wildfire, whatever you want to call him. He's, uh, you know, when I uh, when I'm on my own, I always look out for him if he's if he's lingering around. So I told him to be quiet. I told him to just chill. I'm doing a basketball show, but apparently he uh, he heard. So I got anyway, him. Uh, I got Tim as Tim Horner, but I got Nate the Rat. I mean, according to the 604, Tommy Rich is dead, so. Well, I mean. Uh, well, stuttering Tommy Rich anyway is dead, and so are you, for that matter, so. You know, well, uh, uh, it's because I think it was a collaborative effort between Tiardak, Stutter, and Tommy Rich, and uh, Tom Robinson that made every show late, but, you know. I don't know. When I when you I left a, that show, you got accused of making ours late this week. Ah, <laughs> oh, you fuckers! No, somebody <laughs> did. I'm not making it up. Is that the running gimmick? Like well, every time Nate podcast post, hosts can't get their Twitter, shit together. Nate, Nate posted on Twitter we weren't going to do the show till Friday, and somebody wrote underneath their goddamn Tom. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I I know who wrote that. That was funny. Yeah, that was pretty uh, good. But well, why don't we give him some plug, uh, plug if he's listening? Uh, that was uh, Fritz uh, von Mulkey is his current uh, name, Fritz I believe. Fritz von Mulkey, uh, yeah. formerly uh, of 605 fame, Denim Fritz. Or yeah. 605 uh, Infamy, I guess you could say. I think he got screwed over, too, but whatever. Oh, um, yeah, he got whole, you guys than you did. That's a whole other story. You guys give me a minute, and I'll be right back. Go what ahead. But, uh... I'll tell you what, since Tom's stepping away for a second, uh, we got to pay more bills, so let's hear. And by the way, big shout-out to my boys up in Montana at Stay Classy Meats. Those guys are getting it done, still shipping high-quality products. Uh, had some steak the other day. was absolutely off the chain. 
Way to go, stay classy. Still meats. killing cows and pigs. Hey, Still essential doing. services, baby. Yeah, I'm straight. Gotta love it. So let's hear a little more from Why our good friends at Stay Classy Meats. Stay Classy Meats is your online meat market where you can get the best quality meat for competitive prices. Head on over to stayclassymeats.com and use the promo code WIDEMEN to save 10% on your order. That's right. If you head to stayclassymeats.com, you can save 10% on your order with promo code WIDEMEN, but that's not all. Not only will Stay Classy Meats give you 10% off, they're also throwing in a free pound of Montana grass-fed ground beef. Make sure you get over to stayclassymeats.com right now to check out their selection. Whether it be pork, ribs, chicken, steak, bison, ribeye, or any other type of meat that you desire, you can get it at stayclassymeats.com. They are high-quality meat that you will not want to miss out on. If you like to eat well and eat clean and eat some of the best quality products out there, Stay Classy Meats is for you. Again, head to stayclassymeats.com right now. And again, a big thanks to stayclassymeats.com. I uh, I want to be on that train. I, I kind of like was cutting my teeth at my new job and new relationship and everything. And uh, that sponsor came on, and I still see Nate's updates with <laughs> awesome food from those people. So oh, yeah. I, I would up, go to man. that website. Especially, I mean, this is an online thing, right, with those guys? Stay classy. Yeah. Yeah, what you do so is you uh, you go on there and then you can pick. They have different kinds of uh, you know just different kind of meat that you can pick from, and they butcher it and they raise the cattle or you know whatever the animals so are. They work a, within. Yeah, it's an all-in-one operation. They do everything. Yeah, right they. There. Yeah, and and they send everything to you. It's all out in Montana and the Dakotas and. What they do is they don't freeze anything. They butcher it themselves. They do all the work themselves. They package it like you just went to the store and went up and said, give me, you know, two slabs of that. And, you know, they wrap it. And then they put a bunch of, um, like, remember those blue freezes that you used to put in a lunch pail? But these are, like, way yes. better. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yes, these yes. are, like, way better than those. Uh, it's ice packed like, in honest, such a way that the, yeah. that the temperature stays solid even when it's being shipped. I'll be honest. They sent. Um, I got the box over a week ago, and I went downstairs earlier because we haven't thrown the the box out yet. The box is still downstairs with the stuff in it, with not the meat, but the the. They're still cold. The inside of the box is still cold, right now, downstairs in my house. And they get it to you as quick as they can. They FedEx it. It comes right to your door. You come in. You unbox it. And we unboxed ours, and we were eating steak that night, and it was fantastic. And they don't go cheap either. Like, this isn't like a cheap cut of steak. I mean, this is good stuff. Yeah, I would urge yeah, everybody yeah, yeah. to go over there. Yeah, um, you Tim, have you, have you had any of this product? No, too? they sad, sadly, they do not ship into Canada. So I've had to well, the burden to eat all the meat has been placed upon Nathan. Imagine that. it's a tough burden, but I take I do what I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, meat, just meat, low carb, et cetera, vegetables, things of that nature. Oh yeah, is so good uh, for getting your body the right proteins and so forth, and 
Um, I actually heard they, about this company through um, Sarah Logan or Sarah Rose. Sarah Logan of WWE fame. Yes, Correct. I saw she was using them for her uh, for her to eat clean because their product is incredibly uh, organic. And they don't, you know, they don't treat with any like steroids or anything like that. And they don't try to just fatten them up. They, they actually um, are very organic and a clean meat. And she uses them for her and her husband, uh, Ray Rowe, which I believe is Eric from War Raiders or excuse me, Viking Raiders. And um, I saw it there and I got in contact with them and uh, me and uh, Scott from over there at Stay Classy, we've got a really cool relationship and they love the work we do, and uh, we love them for for being a sponsor. They're they're great people, and if you don't get the honey bacon, you're missing out. The honey bacon is incredible. It's the best bacon that you can get. My family is addicted to it. Wasn't that a show years ago with uh? I think you're thinking honey boo boo. Her... Oh my bad. <laughs> she ate bacon. I'm glad you're still Love with it. me. You guys are both still with me with my stupid references. <laughs> You're Tom, to uh, change the subject, if you don't mind. Um, sure. Are you aware of our ongoing, uh, our new deal with uh, ESPN? Did you know about this? Uh, I don't. This sounds like a rib, but I, uh, if it if it is not, then continue. Either way, continue. We are. Uh, I mean, we announced it last week, and then I guess because of, due to uh, pandemic, we haven't carried forward. Um, uh, in association with ESPN, uh, Wide Men Can't Jump is sponsoring the FIBA World Long Distance Three-Point Shooting Championships. Any comments? I have to digest what you just said. Um, wide Men Can't Jump in is FIBA. It, was, it, was the word? FIBA. What is FIBA? Okay. International Basketball Association. Uh, the World Long Distance Three-Point Shooting Championships. Sort of like uh, long driving, except for three-point shooting. So that keeps it um, social distancing and so forth. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Would you? Are you interested to know what the prize is for the winner? What is the prize, Tim? Uh, 25 pounds of hamburger, a case of soup, and 150 rolls of three-ply Charmin. <laughs> Um, I am still are you, are you kind even of slightly. Are you interested in this at all, or uh, no? Yeah, well, I mean, my Charmin is uh, taking care of my um, dainty buttocks, but um, yeah, I mean, any partnership with the worldwide leader is is cool with me. I mean. Uh, is now a bad time to tell you that you've been entered? Oh, I'll take a shot. It depends. Your, uh, yeah, you've been money entered. Money shot. As, uh, what was the name, Nate? Tom Well-Lit Robinson? Yes. And uh, he said Tom he was who? going to perform. Well-Lit Robinson. Uh, was that in response to my uh, uh, video the other night or no? No, that's in response to your uh, uh, off-air conversation about housing where and you're a uh, hotel that was, you weren't too worried because it was well lit. Oh, you're going, okay, you're going back to. Uh, All right. Yeah, and then what was the stipulation? There was a stipulation on there now? Yes, the, the stipulation was 
Tom was going to do the entire uh, three-point shooting contest like Larry Bird and not take his uh, coat off. <laughs> You're talking about the, the gimmick, the gimmick coat. <laughs> the very same. Yo, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Are we talking about? Are we talking about? Are we talking about the coat? My coat is many colors. <laughs> really wasn't a coat of many uh, colors boy. though. Pretty much one color actually. No, but you know. <laughs> I- I, uh, that's an iconic photo without me even realizing it as I took it or as we took it, I should say, uh, I got a, a gift of a wonderful coat that would fit the big show. All of and, us. Uh, <laughs> and I, that coat I, I, I kind of, three stooges. I kind of just, uh, had to take a, uh, profile picture. <laughs> Of uh, well, yeah, keeping, keeping in that theme, would you be interested in hearing a few of the other competitors? Sure. Uh, I don't know if you're going to find these funny or not. What, what do you think of uh, uh, hailing from the United States, Charles Shaquille Simmons? Tim and Nate, I apologize. It's been a couple of years since I've been a regular. Charles, okay, but Shaquille. Charles, okay, Barkley, Shaquille okay. O'Neal, and Ben Simmons, but it's Charles Shaquille Simmons. Great three point ah, shooter. I forgot <laughs> that we do it. I forgot. It's been so long. I forgot that we do a basketball show. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> I got, I got Ed Butterbean Boggus in this thing. Oh man! <laughs> and for some reason that I haven't figured out yet, Sue the Shooter. I'm not really sure why, but she's there. Well, she shoots, man. I guess. Hey, man, her her contact was with Bobby Blaze before any any of well, I mean, her alleged contact and whatever was with people like Bobby Blaze who are still friends that I haven't talked to. I got to catch up with Bobby soon. I know you guys are in constant contact with him, but uh you know, that's that's our original <laughs> material as much as it is anybody else's. So go ahead. Bobby, I can safely say that right now Bobby is very very busy probably. Uh Nate knows why. Well, he he put up that with you in your in regards to your five posters thing. One mm-hmm. of the posters I put up there, and I put pictures of mine, was of uh, a, a very uh, gorgeous uh, Phoebe Cates in uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, which you probably uh, I I literally okay. did not have the posters, but I did masturbate to both. <laughs> I think pretty I much saw, every I, man of any age did, including but, uh, Bobby in informed, the scene. Including yeah, Bobby in the scene with me Judge that he Reinhold. hadn't seen, hadn't seen uh, aforementioned boobs. Mm. So I found him a picture, uh, a screen capture of something of her when she takes it off. And, well, let's just say that Bobby hasn't been heard from since. All right. Well, uh, Heather so, yeah, Thomas, you posted, you posted Heather Thomas as well, right? I, I did. Yeah, I mean, watching that TV show and going, I don't know why she's really on this show except she's hot. Don't do anything else, but she was like one of the best ever. 
Um, Good looking woman. And full disclosure, um, I, I literally did not really uh, hang up posters, but every uh, that was pre-Observer, no comment from you guys, please. Uh, Observer was what I read when I was, you know. How uh, fucking old are you? 15 years old or 16 years old, but I, I don't know. But I did get the PWI, and they had a centerfold every month, and it would be like Jimmy Superfly Snuka or Hulk Hogan or whoever. Um, the most famous female at that time was Missy Hyatt with that um, red pro wrestling illustrated shirt with her titties, like kind oh, of. Yes, uh, yes, yes, yes. And we had no remotely attractive females in the wrestling business at that time. So Missy was like, who's the hottest chick the in the world only, now? She was pretty much. Who's like the hottest chick in the world now? I don't even know who that would be. We always used to say probably, like, probably you know, Pam somebody Anderson. that none of us even know who it is. Yeah, somebody. but she was like, like the icon of hot wrestling chicks. And, uh, you know, that's because, you know, she was attractive, no, no doubt, but her competition was like Judy Martin and Leilani Kai. <laughs> hey, Judy Martin had some nice legs, man. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Lord Nate, may. you Nate, you fucking, uh, you probably got your dick out now looking out your window. Uh, the nearest female is like seven miles with your telescope, and you're like, I think she digs me. <laughs> Here's the, thing, here's the thing, Tom. She said hello uh, to me. I think so. Olivia, Olivia, Olivia Couple, uh, C-U-L-P-O, is, uh, was 2019 Maxim's Hottest Woman of the Year. And uh, yeah, she looks good. Uh, I don't know what she did, but, I mean, apparently she's a TV person. Trouble with that, Nate. Like, for you, that's still safe territory. But for some of us, oh. uh, the 20 year old Christian McCaffrey's getting... woman. That's getting a little young for some of us, or at least for me, anyway. She's 27. 20, okay, 27. Well, even 27, man. They got she was Miss USA it. and apparently Miss Universe in 2012. Um, the bigger she dated Nick the, Jonas, uh, was linked to Tim Tebow, and uh, she's dating Christian McCaffrey right now. Well, you know, Tebow. That's a good I like song. Her. That's a good song. I, I don't care what anybody Thank says. Thank you. That's a good song. Thank you, Nate. There's these What's fucking like it's an old it's an I'm a sucker for you. Uh, it's 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 the Jonas Brothers, right? And yeah. Nate, uh, thank you for admitting that. It, it is. is a catchy song. And Chris, I'd have been back on board if you'd have went with you know Backstreet's Back or something like that. But oh, that's a good song too. No, or send maybe, send, um, send Tim send Tim that fucking song, Nate, because. It's Tim won't catchy. like it, but it is catchy. Well, uh, no, but I can't. If, but I, I might not like if, it. But I can't admit if something is catchy. I'm not that far if, gone. If we can make Tim listen to it like twice, he'll be. I'll be it'll be in his head. What the fuck were you? That is a YouTube ad for Reese eggs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that was. It was very okay. frightening, and I, I'm, I'm very, ner- I feel very nervous. I'm muted quickly, moment. but yes, "Sucker" by the Jonas Brothers no. is a good song. I'm a DJ. There was like I DJ. There was an yeah. <laughs> there was an old um, Chris Rock. I'll let you, keep your DJ thought real quick because you know I lose my thoughts. Absolutely. Um, 
there was an old Chris Rock bit about living La Vida Loca by whatever his name Ricky is. Ricky, 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 Ricky Martin. Martin. Ricky Morton. That's another good song. Ricky Morton. Another rock Ricky Morton. Ricky Morton. <laughs> I, hey, man, we're, we're just out here living uh, La Vida Loca. La Vida Loca. I live La Vida Loca. I got the taxi dollars. Outside the inside out the 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 heaven living in the the kind of hood. Why does Ricky Martin join the Rock and Roll Express? Why wouldn't he join the Rock and Roll Express? I don't know at this point. Should have. Uh, (laughs) He Chris back to Chris Rock. Uh, He did a, a bit about. Uh, he he said something to the, to the effect of he started singing. He's like, "Outside, inside out," you know, and he's like, "That's a catchy song. I don't give a fuck what you all say. That that's a good fucking song." And there's these songs that slip through every once in a while in the pop genre, and they're just catchy and they're cool. Like I mean, as as lame as like the artist maybe and you know historically a, against like the Rolling Stones a, or the Beatles what time this was a 2000s era song it was like 2018 2017 <laughs> yeah but they played it for like a year it's the it's the now version of uh, you know wake me up before you go go by wham that's a good yeah, song. Yeah, I mean, I like that too. You know, where everybody says they hate it and yet everybody can sing it. You know, everybody it's knows it. You know, despite okay. uh, despite one or two person, uh, one or two people's opinion, I am heterosexual, but I, <laughs> I do have to admit, since you brought um, Wham up, that I was in this fucking national park one time, taking a shit. And some guy slid under my stall and blew me, and I was, like, going to punch him, and it was George Michael, so I let him finish. I was like, wham. Man, I have faith that that happened. (laughs) Is he your father figure? Oh, boy. I just had careless whispers about my sexuality for the last few years. You're never going to dance again? Why can I you hear guys, singing? I don't know. I'm never I don't know shit that's... again. I, I don't know. <laughs> no, I might go back to that spot. Um, now, uh, I don't know if you... Really suspicious. I don't know if you had that uh, queued up from just a song, or did you see that guy? I mean, it's an old YouTube favorite, but the guy that plays that, on the horn, whatever horn that is, and Nate, you're a musician. Yeah, the saxophone. What, what horn is that? He plays it as a saxophone <laughs> yeah, just randomly horn. on video. Yeah, uh, I've look, seen that. YouTube, it's fantastic. You, YouTube, <laughs> link to our uh, uh, Facebook page. Well, I should say to you guys' Facebook page that I'm uh, returning to, that uh, that link to YouTube, the Careless Whispers guy. He just plays it like I think he's like in a song or something and just plays it in public it's hilarious 
Oh, I've seen it, and it is funny. Yeah. It's fantastic. Anyhow, let me cover some more deaths be- before uh, we get uplifted. Uh, Kenny Rogers, we, I'm the, I'm not talking about the gambler. I'm talking about the the pitcher for the A's. Um, no, is he alive? Yes. No, you guys don't like baseball. You didn't give me a proper response for that. Anyhow, um, the gambler, Kenny Rogers, <clears throat> Lionel Richie wrote. Lionel Richie wrote, "Lady." Uh, Lionel Richie wrote, and Tim. Uh, we always got to exclude Nate from our childhood, but uh, in our teen <laughs> years. I'll be dancing on the ceiling. Well, Lionel Richie was known for, with the Commodores and without. Now he's on American Idol with Katy Perry and Luke Bryan. Um, Botox and a lot of it. Who, what? With with Botox and a lot of it. Yes, correct. uh, Lionel Lionel has uh, had some work done. Absolutely. Absolutely he has, but... You know, uh, on this, you know, just flat out, he's a musical icon. He, uh, legendary, still, truly, you name it. He, I mean, endless love with Diana Ross. If you're a ballad guy or girl and you just acknowledge the greatness of, of that era, his ego <laughs> and his, say again. Hello. Oh, did I forget hello? Looking for? I forgot hello with his pottery big fat head back then. Did you forget you about go. Easy? Well, no, Nate. Just stop, stop fucking with me while I'm making a, a, a altruistic point. <laughs> just, I'll, I'll go back over here. All right, get back in your spot. Um, All right, Tom, continue. So, Lionel had this song. And he knew the whole record business at that point. And he decided, and I've heard Teddy Pendergrass, Philadelphia native, God rest his soul as well. I'm an R&B guy. I'm a country guy. I'm a rock. I'm a, I'm a music guy. Um, but I'm not a snob and I'm not like, oh, if you like this, you can't like that. Um, he gave that song to Kenny Rogers. Kenny Rogers was the perfect voice for that song. And that song is iconic along with the gambler and some other hits. He had islands in the stream and some other lesser known stuff that he did while he was pure country. He got about 86 facelifts and I think he died at 84. So um, he may have failed uh, to reach his amount of facelifts, but he had a hot young wife after a while (laughs) And he didn't look like he was in bad health at any point. And I'm straying from my point, but Kenny Rogers, RIP, I think that's the third one we covered or I covered. Um, Tommy Rich uh, briefly mentioned uh, Joe Diffie, which is my personal worst loss lately. But um, Kenny Rogers, the song Lady to me is iconic. If you are with your lady friend tonight, or, you know, we're, it's progressive. It's 2020. Um, If you're a man with your man friend 
Well, I guess he couldn't sing lady. Um, sure. You can. <laughs> if you're a if you're a if you're Karen, if you're with Karen, our friend Karen <laughs> from Philly. <laughs> And uh, I would think but, she might. I would think she might be listening to my former, you know, uh, my current uh, friend Karen. But I haven't talked to Tom. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Karen was on the for my birthday. Yeah, I, I I did I did see that, and I I thought that and, was awesome. And basically, like we've only got I don't know what Nate thirty two million dollars in FCC fines after that appearance. Roughly. <laughs> Things got blue and they got blue quick. <laughs> but if you Karen. are with our good friend Karen tonight, uh, what's up, homie? And, uh, you know, you do you. When, particularly when Karen made a slip. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> One of the great moments in wide men history. It certainly was. <laughs> and everyone laughed. <laughs> if you missed it, Karen said she was gonna jerk off, and then she tried to catch it and say masturbate. And I said, "You said jerk off, Karen." <laughs> and then everybody, everybody had a giggle because that was pretty funny. Yeah, it was pretty good. So I mean, that's that's for I mean, I, Danny, Peter, slash Karen. I love that man, woman, whatever the fuck. He's deciding to be today. I, I have, uh, but I have actually spoken to her twice since the uh, pandemic began. Just exchanged messages. She's still hanging in there. She, uh, I don't know where she's at. That was a like. that was a fucking subliminal joke hanging there, in there, wasn't it? Yeah. No, it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But now that you now that you said it, I'll own it. Uh, no problem. Um, but yeah, last last time I heard from her. I think two days ago that she was still everything was a okay in her world still so just so you know. Yeah, I mean one of the funniest uh, comedians that I mean uh, he she has done so much was on fucking hip hop radio on the biggest station in Philadelphia the, at the time before Houston blew up uh, fourth or fifth biggest market now I think we're sixth or seventh or something but. As Danny Ozark, not his real name, um, took it from the Phillies manager from like the 70s, early 80s. Just a uh, a genius who never got his due. Uh, hopefully, as a female, with, what's he got? E, uh, EDM or ears eye view or something? What, yeah, into, into the bird's eye view, electronic dance music has become her thing. Yeah, very interesting well, podcast that we we recommend if you're out there take a listen to it. Well, I I think uh, you know uh, I'm just coming back, so I don't know what you guys like format, but obviously the Wide Men Can't Jump was always an NBA show, and then Tim had his NHL show, and we would do a roundtable where we just do shit like this, and I would um. Where was I going? Because it had something to do with Karen. Uh, like uh, maybe a freak show? I mean, no. I, did I say that? Um, no, but something something that could be, uh, I don't know. 
it's coronavirus well, I did, time. Uh, I have done a couple of uh, short shows where I have just picked a uh, group that I like and did, you know, 20 minutes on these are their albums, here's the songs I really, really like, check it out. And uh, they, did, they did pretty well listener-wise. How many con- uh, when I left, how many con I I stopped countries and said con. Anyway, um, <laughs> how many countries are we in? I, I, when I left, it was around sixty. Oh, uh, way more than that. Give me give me two seconds here. I've got those numbers here on my computer. You have that list somewhere. It it got we got on the uh, in full disclosure. We got on the uh, front page of Blog Talk as a like a feature show, and shit went crazy. We had guests we've had that we should. Yeah, we we had shit like uh, half of Africa was listening to us for a while. It was nuts. Uh, I'm getting off every day. There would, every day, every week, there'd be three or four new new countries. It was just crazy for a while. We were, I, I believe, we were in like the mid seventies or something like that at one time. Right on. Hold on, I'll have it talk, in a second. I mean, we're still on their platform, but their platform has kind of gone to shit. They've they've stopped. They barely track anything anymore. They're useless. No offense to them. Yeah, Nate. Seventy-one. As of last year, seventy-one countries. That's why we have sponsors like Stay Classy. Every continent sending every continent in the world. Even the, you know, you know where we're really big? We've reached right. all the continents. I think it was like six out of uh, seven when I left. We've reached Iceland. Uh, well, no, no, I, no, Iceland's Iceland. not a continent, but you know. No. We got North <laughs> I America, can't remember. So I can't okay. remember geography. It's fucking Friday. We're, we're, we're big. Asia. North America, really, really South America, Africa, Europe, Asia, Australia. Yeah, we're really big in China. Asia? Are you Asia talking the about a super group? Are you talking about Asia, the super group? Yeah, heat of the moment. I never meant to be so bad to you. <laughs> All right. Name me another I Asia song. That I would do for you. Well, I like them, so I, I could if we I wasn't young. 77 years old. I can't remember <laughs> shit. And together we one. sang the songs unsung. Oh my God! Hold on. It was, it was the oh, Tommy wants to talk again. Uh oh. Yeah. Hey, you pageant. Open up to your door. <laughs> uh, is this Afterlife Buddy? What? You know oh no! Fucking Mark. <laughs> Hello. Was that Buddy Landale? Well, I I think it's Afterlife Buddy Landale because (laughs) apparently everybody everybody knows I'm in this place right now where I'm hanging out, and everybody likes to everybody that's either dead or dying likes to party with me. Um, So yeah, uh, 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 dude, really? (laughs) Yeah, really, you son of a bitch. <laughs> hey, oh, hey, who am I talking to? Is this <laughs> hey, is this Conrad Thompson? <laughs> hey, hey, hey! 
<laughs> Roll Tide. Roll. Hey, let me give you something. Roll Tide. No. Nah. <laughs> Are you? You know why I came back from the dead? Why is that, buddy? Because there were so many nickel and dime whores. <laughs> you understand me? <laughs> Listen to me. Okay. Remember Elizabeth, Macho Man, and all that? Oh, no. Oh, God. Yes. I was down there in the outlaw promotion. She was 300 fucking pounds. <laughs> you understand? Hey, man. Hold on, let me ask DR something, all right? Can you guys, right. you're not, you're ta- you're pre-taping or something like we did in the studio in Atlanta, right? No, no, we're live. Well, well, I got to talk to DR for a minute. Okay. Hey, TR, hold on a minute. All right. Hey, can you get in? I need to know if you can get me some stuff. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? What stuff? <laughs> I need some white powder. I, I get a pass out of what I do. Are you fu- actually? I'm a I'm a minister. It's Easter, <laughs> and I just want to change my tune. Listen, if you could send Buddy Landell money care of Tr, <laughs> I will be here for the Easter season, and I tell you, fuckers. Oh my god. Just just go, man. Terry Taylor has herpes. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Sorry. Oh my god. You know, if you can call up Buddy Lindo, why don't you call up Elizabeth for Christ's sake? <laughs> uh I I'm just sitting here in the room and I'm getting revisited by all these fucking people. Because I'll tell you what, three hundred pounds Elizabeth. I'm okay with it. The ghosts of wrestling past. All right, before we, before we before we finish up the show, we still got about twenty five minutes or so. I gotta do one. I gotta pay one more bill here. Our good friends at Atomic Comics and Collectibles LLC. They've got all the all the hubbub over on their Facebook page. Go check them out. Figures, collectibles, posters, everything you could want. There's some more from them. If you're into comic books and collectibles, then you are going to want to check out Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC. They buy and sell comic books, action figures, pop funkos, vintage video game systems, vinyl records, and other collectibles. Retro and vintage collectibles are their specialty. They have fair and competitive pricing on all their items. Their prices will make you say, Oh my God! Currently, they run on Facebook, and they're in the process of getting their own storefront in Logan, West Virginia. Give their Facebook page a like and keep updated on new merchandise and announcements for Comic-Cons and store opening in your area. They do ship, but only within the United States at this time. Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC, where yesterday's memories are today's future. If you are looking for anything comic book or collectible-wise, you are going to want to do one thing. Assemble. And head over to Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC. Check out their Facebook page, Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC. And again, thanks to our good friends at Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC, for everything they do for us. So thanks, guys. We appreciate it. All right. Okay. 
I got I got something, Nate. Okay. And I'm with you. All right. Going to the headlines. Are you ready? You ready for this? Ready. Because this one might actually fit you, this first one. All right. Big, big breaking story out of Allentown, Pennsylvania. Uh-oh. Uh, avid sports bettors forced to gamble on stock market like real degenerates. Wow. Hmm. That that's that's an interesting. Well, I mean, why is it, why is it based out of Allentown? Out of curiosity. Uh, um. I I don't know. Guy Allentown um, is about an hour from us, and um, the stock market was always. I you guys probably know more about it than I do. I mean, um, I. I I've never seen my own money till about a week ago. Uh, anyway, um, that was unnecessary, and I will be uh, probably suitably chastised. Yeah, I don't know. Anyhow, moving on. Um, Allentown, Pennsylvania. Well, we're living here in Allentown. <laughs> now that I knew that, oh, that, this was a, that this is a headline from the Onion, by the way. But office school was always in. Uh, I think Samu, he's still with us, right? He had cancer or something. Samu mm-hmm. still trains there. Uh, office I still alive? No, I, 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 I know. I, I actually was an extra in the wrestler with Alpha, and I had this strange oh. experience. To, uh, I bullshitted my. Do you have time for a f- couple minutes story? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, this is the old school Tom Robinson just telling how he worked people. Um, I was on a few shows with Afa for Dennis or Tommy Fierro or something. So he knew me by face. Um, Afa is known as Pops, as you guys both probably know and most of our listeners. Afa's yeah. a great guy. Uh, as is Sika, I didn't uh, meet Sika to the extent that I met Afa, but nonetheless, we'll we'll go to the day of the taping where Darren Aronofsky or whatever his name is that ended up coming. He had Requiem for a Dream. He had uh, a little dry patch, and then he went independent with the wrestler with Mickey Rourke which propelled him to have Black Swan and some other bullshit, and he won awards, and now he's doing well. So I see on the Observer update that they are taping uh, scenes for the wrestler at the ECW arena, commonly known now as the 2300 arena. And I was off, and I am in the database of Hiri casting here in Philadelphia as an actor. And I, you know, obviously have a little bit of pro wrestling knowledge and background. So what could be better? I just showed up at the back door. Like I belong there. I was not cast. I was not sent an email, nothing. I come in the door off. goes, this is the days when I was uh, lifting heavily and, uh, showing my arms via sleeveless shirts and 
all gimmicked up and jacked up. I might have done a uh, vitamin or two. And <clears throat> Alpha's like, he knows this stupid face of mine. But he don't know where, but he knows he knows me. And I give him a big bro hug. And his wife is also awesome. Um, yeah. yeah anyway, heard. they call, her, they call uh, her mom's, I think, I believe, or something. Yeah, believe so. Derivative of that. But I, I say, ah, hey. and he goes, uh, what are you doing, brother? You know, I said, I came down. I, I got cast. I got to call my machine, which was totally worked. Um, with respect to Alpha, I wasn't trying to work him. I was just trying to be in the movie. And uh, I said, no. He said, no, I cast all the wrestling parts. You know, stay with me, brother. Uh, whatever. I'll talk to you. Come up to the ring with me. Uh, so I come up to the ring, and it's Darren Aronofsky, who had like a Rob Feinstein, like little camera set up from ECW when he was trying to promote RF video. And because it was so indie, uh, Necro Butcher, actually, I, I skipped the part. And I think you met ne- Necro, right, Nate? We did a uh, Patreon show with Necro one time, Tim and I did. It was right a on. fun interview, yeah. Yeah, so I go to the bathroom because I had a couple beers in me. That's the only reason I would interrupt a, a film and try to be the star. So uh, this uh, liquid courage, as they call it, liquid self-esteem, I, I walked in the bathroom and Necro was vomiting. And it was just me and him, and it was a barefoot and all that shit. He wore them jeans that were cut off at the ankle with bare feet. I see this dude puke and I'm like, you all right? And he's like, yeah, I'm cool. Like, oh, Necro, cool. Uh, I'm familiar with your work. I'm, I'm, I'm going to work here today. No idea I was going to work there today. Anyhow, it was the ladder match scene, um, ECW arena. I go back. Uh, Alpha sort of recognizes me, and I always use that to my advantage. And I was like, hey, man, uh, all up the East Coast, Tommy Fierro, uh Dennis Carluzzo, blah, 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 blah. Name drop. You know, pick them up off the floor if you want. But that's the way I, I did some things to have good experiences. So uh, he, go, <laughs> he says – uh, yeah, brother, I, I can get you, you know, the gig. And uh, he he takes me up to Darren Aronofsky at ringside, who's got his little one camera over his shoulder. And this is a major director. I think he won an Oscar for some shit, like, a year after this. He definitely won the Golden Globe for The Wrestler that year. But anyhow... I'm such a mark for wrestlers and wrestling and what we love that Hollywood people don't really intimidate me or anything like that. And uh, he told me Darren, right? And I didn't know about Requiem for a Dream or any of that shit. So the movie's overrated as fuck. Well, he, he said this is Tom or whatever. He's He's like my son, like, you know. And I said, hey, Dave, nice to meet you. I just, it was a total, like, you know, when Jericho tells the wrong name just to, like, disrespect people. 
I did it by accident because I, I had no clue that he was the guy who put it all together. Nonetheless, after the dirty look, but I had the author kind of was like, Darren, like, you just almost blew your shot, bro. And I'm like, okay, okay. So I go back. All of a sudden, Mickey Rourke needs to see Afa. This is a whim on my part, and I've been blessed by what I believe is a, a higher power to be in these strange positions. And then when I post shit on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, everybody's, not everybody, but some skeptics are just like, you know, whatever, if I, if I grieve for a famous person or something. I've, I'm grieving because I've had personal experiences with them. So anyway, Mickey Rourke comes out, and he pulls Alpha aside, and Alpha says, come on with me. I'm sitting there for like a half hour with Mickey Rourke and Alpha talking about he doesn't want to um, shoot the fake blood out of his backpack. He wants the gig. And it's just us three. And he went against the script and actually gigged in that ladder match scene. He actually, you know, cut his head. So I'm with Mickey Rourke, and it's just like my life is so surreal. But it happened. It all happened. And it was like Mickey Rourke at the time was like, you know, cool, bro. I appreciate your input. And I'm like thinking to myself, I'm like four beers in. I don't even know what I inputted, but I think I made you just cut your head. You know what I mean? And if you go back and watch that scene and and the uh, the ladder match scene, I had to uh, go back and sit, you know, in the fourth row or whatever for my thing. And I got paid pizza. But thanks for your input, brother. Like I was A – supposed to be there an actor false and be supposed to be there as a wrestling uh expert like Alpha to tell him what to do and you know it hey, is what and it free is, pizza can't be free pizza well i got paid in pizza but i mean uh, it was another paid way worse. The... <laughs> you're sounding muffled to me is he sounding muffled to you tim I've just I've been paid way worse with worse things. Hello. Hey, can you hear me? You are you are coming across bad and I can't hmm. hear Tim. I don't hear Tim either. Yeah, I sure. can't. I, you're both like it's. I, I don't know. I can hear you talking, but I can't really understand you. Hmm, that's strange. It's going like it's vibrating or something. Sounds really Hold weird. Let me try something real quick. Is that better? There we go. Yes. Okay. The fuck yep. fix. Yep. What the much, fuck did you better. do? I had to refresh. Is there a copyright from Alpha <laughs> and Mickey Rourke and Darren? You, not you to say that fine. story. You, you were both coming through on my end loud and clear. I just refreshed no, the page. I didn't hear half of what. It's luckily I've heard. I, I don't know why or where, but I've heard the story. So no, uh, I haven't, but I heard every word of it. So and no, uh, it records on my end, okay. I believe. So I think we're good. Yeah. If you missed that good. story out there as you're listening, we apologize, but. uh I think you you should you'll probably hear it because I heard every word of it. 
Yeah. Well, I could right, I well. could tell it I could tell it again another time. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, let me bring this come, up. If it doesn't come through on the recording, we'll we'll make sure that makes air again. It should come through. Um, but I do want to say this. Um, did you guys see? This is kind of some. This is actually sports related news, and this is actually uh, something I want to bring up. Did you see that before he comes to the NBA, Lamelo Ball? bought his team that he played for overseas in Australia. Yeah, okay. Did you read the story, though? I did not. I didn't read. I just saw that. They, they, they claim otherwise. Okay. They're, his they're... Agent says it's a, say it's a done deal, but the team guy who owns the team says that's news to him. So. Oh, okay. And and see, I didn't see that part. Well, my next, my next question would be, what does an Australian basketball league team that sucks balls and was last in the league, what does it go for? I don't know. Like, like one, this, like I, I mean, we immediately, stage, I saw it too, and I went, okay, basketball team, oh, you know, that's tens of millions of dollars. Where the fuck did Lamelo get tens of millions of dollars from? But who knows? That all, franchise could have cost five hundred grand. All, I mean, who knows? All he gave him was a, a gift certificate for twenty-five bucks for blooming onions. <laughs> well, I thought maybe he paid him in uh, baller brand merch. Well, yeah, but Lamelo is actually supposed to be, you know, the real deal. Projected as well, first nobody or knows second because pick. He, I mean, he did okay over there, but I mean, that's like playing, you know, pickup ball over here. I mean, the guys there aren't very good, so who really knows? Apparently, he can shoot, but he can't play any defense, from what I read, which would explain a lot. Well, yeah. I mean, there's two sides of the ball. No pun. Um, hey, at least not intentionally. I didn't do that intentionally, but yeah, uh, you did. I, I mean, from I swear, I swear I didn't. But uh, from all reports, I mean, we go back a while, us three, and from all reports, when he, you know, was scoring 92 or whatever at his high school as a freshman or some shit, um, he is supposed to be the best of that family as far as ability. Okay, but he can be better than the than the one that plays and still not really be I mean, he might be a half decent player, possibly. I don't I mean they're talking about number one pick and Zion Williamson type player and I'm like, oh come on. I mean maybe no. but I don't know what you're basing that on because he's never played against anybody. How do we know? Never played I mean, we, we've been uh, together, uh, except my absence, for two years. But <laughs> besides that, we've been together for my kooky ideas uh, where I knew I, – I, I forget the guy's name that's uh, from a former podcast that was a uh, Philly guy. Philip Allen, I believe, is he a friend of yes. your guys? Yeah, 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 yeah. He used to be on the radio in Philly? Yes, he did. If you guys go back, I said, well, the NBA will be fixed when this kid arrives. And I gave him like a highlight video of Zion from 10th grade. And, you know, that's when I was on that um, other show. And, you know, uh, he got hurt and then he came back and then we got a fucking global pandemic. Um, I'm sitting here like 
no selling it. I'm no selling the global pandemic, 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 like Road Warrior Hawk did to Jerry Lawler's pile driver. I'll wait. <laughs> well, I was waiting for Nate to say something. Oh, no, I got it. Well, it was Jerry Lawler and Austin <laughs> Idol against the Road Warriors in Mid-South Coliseum to put over the Road Warriors invincibility. Jerry Lawler's signature pile driver, he turned around like it was over, and Road Warrior Hawk was just, like, flexing his traps. What a guy he was. He died at 45. God rest his soul. Anyway, um, but I, I, I still like uh, Lonzo Ball. I still like my one testicle, which would be called Tom's Ball. <laughs> oh man, that's as bad as my Markel Fultz COVID nineteen joke. Oh yeah, that well, that's bad. all right. But I mean, but I mean, the old school followers of this show will will get it at least. Um, uh, anyhow, uh, I one never day, hated Levar Ball. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. I never hated LeVar Ball like you guys may have. Uh, I don't no, think either of you hated him, but you. No, he was just. He was annoying more ball. than anything. Yeah, yeah, I didn't hate him. I mean, he's just an annoying hype man. No hate. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I loved his. Uh, like, he, he knew he had. Uh, Nate, you have a son. Tim, you have a son. I have a daughter. Um, he knew like if we had multiple children, which Nate you still have the possibility of or whatever. No, no, sir. Uh, no, 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 no. Don't put that evil on me. Okay. One's enough. I okay. love my son, and that's the only son I need. <laughs> right on. Um, you're no but, son. You're no son of mine. We, we, you know, he has uh, he played at Washington State. He thought he could be Michael Jordan one on one, whatever. Lavar was like the guy who couldn't get to his dream, lived vicariously through the three sons, whatever. Um, but that middle one, who's like fucking shoplifting in China, was it China? Yeah, I yeah, I think so. so. Yeah, what do he do? Dig her up from the dead and fucking steal something from her? <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Oh man! Well, they wanted a oh. refund after seeing that one night in China, oh. right? Here you go. You piece of slime! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Nate, for being on time on my poor thing. Dummy, dummy, yeah, yeah. We got it all here with the white men. Oh videos. yeah. <laughs> all right, but uh, Lamelo actually, you know. If I'm being serious, if I can be serious right now, That's whose him. gimmick is that? That's Tim. It ain't me. If I can be serious right. for a moment. I'm oh, not. you mean Lance Storm? Lance Storm. Thank you, Lance You're Storm. Welcome. Okay, well that, okay, that's so lame. I'm glad I didn't get that one. <laughs> well, I mean, that was the only thing he had on the mic that he could do. Lance Storm's WCW run was underrated. I don't care what anybody says. In what respect? 
it was it was good. It was entertaining. Like he had the Team Canada gimmick. He had heat. I mean, he did the feud with uh, Hugh Morris, Bill Demont, who was General Erection. He had, uh, yeah, I know, right? But he had the three. Had to open uh, up this can of worms. Way to go, Robinson. Yeah, but it, I thought his I thought his run was underrated in WCW. He did the If I Could Be Serious, Everybody Rise for the Playing of the Canadian National Anthem. And well, speaking for Tim, speaking for Tim, with all due respect, just take that shit over to Joe Pisapia or whatever fuck his name is, Joe, <laughs> and leave us alone. <laughs> no shit. I'm, so you, I'm you knew kidding. about Nate's defection over to that show, did you? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, we're all going to be fucking hating each other in three months because I'm going to have a fucking some stupid channel that nobody watches. And I'll be like, well, I'm still affiliated with white men can't jump and uh, whatever. But uh, anyway. Well, I feel hurt now. I thought there would be laughter at that. I was just joking. I don't fuck. Um <laughs> <laughs> no, go ahead. If you, you could Robert, be serious you, for you a minute, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. If I could be serious for a fucking minute. All right. Well, before I forget, and then we can, you know, whatever you guys want to do, because it's uh, basically your guy's show for how many months? 24. Um, not to be confused with Jack Bauer, Kiefer Sutherland. Shout out. <laughs> oh. or, Jeff, or Jeff Gordon. What the fuck? Is that his number on his car or something? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I don't I know. I live in NASCAR, redneck country. I... We've all watched NASCAR down here, at least back in the day. Anyway, you're serious for a minute. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I touched on um, the loss of Bill Withers. I've touched on my side of Kobe because I, 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 you know, you guys had real time reactions. So I just wanted to, you know, add to that. And, and Kenny Rogers a little bit. We fucked around with that a little bit. But um, personally, uh, Joe Diffie. And if if you're new, if you're like a millennial, I mean, I know Nate knows who he is. But if you're like 30 or under his name is in a Jason Aldean song. He he like chants Joe Diffie, Joe Diffie or some shit. You know the song I'm talking about, Nate? Yeah, I believe so. Um, yeah, he I kept did. his name alive with respect to Jason Aldean. And that was before anybody knew that uh, that Joe was... You know, uh, Tim actually pointed out things I didn't know after the fact off air that uh he was ba- he was battling some other things like you know he had cancer scares and you know all three of us can relate to obesity which is also a hindering factor with covid-19 and the coronavirus so um Joe Diffie uh, a little background as to why it bothers the fuck out of me you know um Ships That Don't Come In was a song from him that I related to because, you know, at one moment in my life, I was taking 
Dennis Carluzzo's car is intrepid. Dodge Intrepid. Remember, remember those? I do. Yeah, I do. Because I was driving Jerry Lawler to the Bob Carpenter Center for Raw. Dennis rode with Jimmy Cornette to the same Raw in Jimmy's rental car. And we went to the Bob Carpenter Center and Everything was lined up like I, I was just in heaven, so to speak. That was, if you listen to the other show uh, back then, I did the fake voice and fucked with Tony Garia. But that was a legitimate story. He tried to kick me out, and I was uh, Jerry Lawler's, you know, ride back to Philadelphia so he could fly out in the morning and so forth. And, I mean, I was back there, and I saw Owen Hart tie a jobber's shoes to the equipment which I didn't like quite frankly everybody likes Owen and everybody likes his ribs I didn't like that because the guy was uh first time getting his tryout or whatever uh Dave Boy Smith was spraying uh whipped cream or something on everybody Bob Backlund that odd person was Laying in some weird position in, in in the building, reading a book. I remember a lot about that night. I was sitting there talking to your friend, Nate. Um, Mark, who's Mark from down there? The uh, hillbilly gimmick. Henry Godwin, Mark Canterbury. Yes, he was as nice to me as he was to you on air, off air, whatever. Solid, awesome guy. Oh yeah, Mark and Mark's was, become a good friend and before you finish TR, we do want to uh send condolences to Mark uh whose mother just recently passed away. So Mark, you're in our thoughts ugh. and our uh our thoughts, brother. You're with us. Ugh. Sorry I brought that up to bring that up. My condolences as well. I mean, that's that's an awful thing. Um so, I uh, I uh, I'm trying to get back to the Joe Diffie angle here. Can you help me where I started? You were talking to Mark Canterbury at the show, uh, and you had seen Bulldog no, and Whip Cream. Where, where I begun though? Um, you were driving. So Joe you were Lawler's ride to Philly. Years. Tried to throw you out. About your ship coming in or not coming yeah. in, whatever it was. Yeah. Thank you, Tim. Tim is wise. He's old. He's wise. Nate is sharp. In case I'm never allowed on this show again, and then we have a feud like I feud with everybody, but I, I will say that in public. Tim gets me back on track. Um, Wait a minute, you have to do it one more time because I just cracked open uh, Ship, 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 come in. Or didn't come in. Whatever the song was. Yeah, I mean, uh, just a little shoot here. Um, I had a job at a, at a company with my daughter's mother. And my daughter is 23 now. Just purchased the house. I had a great job, but I always... I think Nate can relate to this right now because he has a great job pending. Uh, 
but he's all over the place doing all kinds of stuff that makes him happy. And it was a, it was a torture and he's a father as well to, um, you know, kind of do the regular guy thing and make money and support and whatever when I wanted to be something. And I got an offer to go to Memphis from Jerry Lawler with Harley Lewis and Derek Domino. I was making 60 grand a year at the time. And it was in the nineties, which probably would be more now. And I, uh, I gave up my dream. Uh, my dream in wrestling was not to be an AEW or a WWE or a WCW superstar. It was to just have Lance Russell let me talk about Jerry Lawler, who was, in my opinion, my friend. I don't know. I haven't really talked to him in a long time, but and uh, it kind of it kind of went sideways. So. Let's get out of the Bob Carpenter Center and the long-winded bullshit. Ships that don't come in from Joe Diffie, because I was also singing in cover bands at the time, and country was my uh, country and R&B, actually, strangely. I love rock and roll, but at that time, that's what connected to me. Uh, Ships that don't come in was a song that really hit me and get... I'm sure you guys have, like, a playlist of songs that just, like, fucking give you goosebumps. It was one of those deals where it it was, like, perfect timing. Um, I got to dial back, like, real quick. When I had demos and sent them to Nashville, I've been in Nashville a million fucking times. That's another show, another story, but. I I was such a mark and didn't know how to do the right thing and sent a demo of a couple covers, one being Tracy Bird's, um, uh, fuck, what was his best ballad? Uh, The only Tracy Bird song I know is Don't Take Her, She's All I've Got. That's not the one. Yeah, that's a great song. And he has a tequila song, and he has the great ballad. That was the one that I covered. Um, it Not was t- okay. Drinking Bone? No. Um, Just Let Me Be In Love? No. <laughs> You're getting shit on by Tony. Well, I just have to get he, this he song out. stars? Yes. The Keeper of the Star. Thank you. You're welcome. So I was lauded for for that because I, I added my uh, Northeast rock ballad kind of power to it. and uh, But I didn't know you needed to send original songs to these record producers and stuff. You don't send a cover and whatever. But I sent, I tried, I love Joe Diffie so much. Uh, because I thought that he was uh, a similar type of guy to me, like kind of chunky, kind of mullet-wearing, kind of wear your heart on your sleeve type of guy. And I just searched, how can I get this to Joe Diffie? 
And my friend moved down there and worked at a, a restaurant called Houston's. And at the time, it's changed totally right now. It's different business. But people would be just sitting in there, like a Garth Brooks would just, like, sit in there. And people would hand them their demo. And I was I was working on somehow, whatever. And he goes, well, Joe Diffie's mom runs his fan club. I had an 8 by 10 and I had a demo of Keeper of the Stars. I sent it to his mother, who ran his fan club, which I joined. Um, I am a fan, was a fan, and always will be a fan of Joe Diffie, but I would never join a fan club. I had a, a ulterior motive. She wrote me back. I wrote her back. She called me. She said, I'm going to keep your picture. I don't know. You have a lot to learn and you have a lot, you know, to do. But there's something special about you. And she kept it in her office. And, uh, you know, and you, you guys pointed out that Joe Diffie followed me and stuff like that on Twitter. And it was just. Uh, 61 years old, a guy who's basically my size, but way more talented. And the pickup man passed away from coronavirus. And I love that guy. I love, I love, uh, he has 17 top tens. Something like uh, five number one, so help me, girl, a little Miss Dynamite, uh, Texas Side Heartache, and John Deere Green, and the, the best song is Ships That Don't Come In For Me, but that was the anthem of my life to, to circle it back, and I know that's hard for you guys to get me to do, but Ships That Don't Come In, if you could listen to it and put yourself in my position when I was working uh, these independent wrestling shows and I was sending demos and I was being an extra as an actor and uh, all the bullshit that you guys know that a lot of people don't. So Joe Diffie's death really, uh, other than Kobe, hit me the worst of this year. And God bless Joe. God bless his mother. I don't even know if she's still alive. Um but listen to Mark Chestnut and listen to Tracy Lawrence and guys that tour with him. And here's to all the soldiers who have ever died in vain. And that's all I got to say about that. Well, gentlemen, it's been a little over two hours. Um, you know, I think that's a, a good spot to call it a night here. And again, you know, we didn't talk a lot about sports, but we talked about how we've been and how we're staying busy during this pandemic. And I think we've uh, we covered some entertainment topics. We've caught up with Tom, who I hope will be a little more regular here on the show, uh, whether it be the Wide Men Can't Jump regular show or, you know, Sunday nights or what have you. Uh, we've missed you, brother. We do. We, we've missed you like crazy. We're glad you uh, came by and visited. And hopefully you're back a little more. You know, it's strange. I, I, I have, uh, you know, you grew up with a lot of friends and stuff like that and, you have social media where you have, I mean, I, I, I think I still have like 2000 followers on Twitter or something. And, 
you know, I have friends on Facebook and then I went off Facebook and then I deleted people. I blocked people from outside influences, but, you know, consistently I have my childhood friends. I'm burping right now. Uh, You can edit that out. No, no, I can't. We're live, but okay. (laughs) All right. Um, My childhood friends, uh, and I'll name them, uh, Chris Kreiser, a.k.a. Munns, Jim L., who doesn't have a Facebook or any social media, uh, Bill Phillips, um, Chuck, I'll just leave him as Chuck because he he was the one with the dick pills (laughs) from earlier. Liddell? Um, there's there's a handful of others, Mangione. But I mean, when when it comes down to it, I mean, you guys actually got me my job, you two. So I mean, <laughs> we've joked about it, and we've made bits about it, and you've defended my lack of knowledge publicly. But on the air, I want to say thank you. I love you. Um, you two guys became better friends when I disappeared because I wasn't the third one to ruin your fucking conversations. So, um, but each and every one of you have a, uh, have a special part. Tim, Tim first was making websites on my fucking weird shit that I would pull up on YouTube. And then Nate, like when I first approached you about the basketball show, God bless you, man. You just jumped right in. So, uh, you are two of my real friends along with the ones I mentioned. And if you have five in your life, your goal, and I think we're going to get through this. Yeah. I think we're going to get through this and, uh, just send some hookers to my room for all that fucking putting you over for God's (laughs) sake. Hookers wouldn't be the first thing I've sent to you to help you get where you need to go. That's for sure. (laughs) That's true. Oh, but I mean, while we're while we're still on the air, Tom, I should mention this to Mm -hmm. you because I probably don't know when I'll talk to you again necessarily. Go to Twitter when you get off of here. Go look up your buddy Mick Foley. Okay. Watch his. I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure though that Mick is stuck someplace. Oh. And was looking. He, he's got a little video. There's a little video there. His last post, and something about. Uh, he, he, I was thinking. I mean, I know you know him. You should probably drop him a line because he sounded like he's a little lost. Just throwing that out there. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Mick, yeah. Mick I, I, I didn't been... quite listen to all of it, and then I had to turn it off. But he sounded like he was somewhere. Like he wasn't at home, and that he was mm. maybe he got stuck in a hotel somewhere or something crazy. I'm not, I'm not really sure, but. Give it a listen. He's looking to to uh, um, contact people. So, and I said, well, I know you great, sort of know him. So, the great Rock and Saw Connection, who's been a guest on our show, Mick Foley, um, and I always like do the Barnum and Bailey like build up. But he's just a regular guy. He's a wrestling fan like us. Who no, I can do strike gold. You know, he's he's wonderful, and I will look into that, Tim. Thank you for smartening me up. Yeah, because I, I don't know if you would have seen it or not. But Fun fact, I ran into Mick Foley at, uh, well, I didn't run into him. I knew he was there. It's kind of why I went. Um, 
over in uh, Pikeville, Kentucky, old Smoky Mountain town. Um, for it's about an about an hour from here. He was doing a comic con or a Comic Con like little thing, and uh, I took him and and Mitch. Of course, I name dropped Tom, uh, and <laughs> gave and gave That's Mick funny. some. Uh, yeah, and, and gave Mick some wide men can't jump swag. Gave him a couple of the bottle openers and stickers and stuff, and he seemed really excited about it. He put them in his bag. I watched him put them in his bag, so I know he at least took them. He didn't throw them away immediately, but I thought it was really cool. And then uh, Rod Hicks overheard me mention Tom's name, and then Rod and I struck up a conversation talking about Tom and collar and elbow. So it's amazing. You get around a bunch of wrestlers and you drop TR's name and people start either looking at you funny or they start going, oh, yeah, Tom. That crazy son of a bitch. And uh, Tammy does say hello, Tom. Uh, Sonny, for those of you that don't know. <laughs> but Is that recent or is that back when she uh, told you she had to block me or something? That, that same, yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay. I believe I, got, I believe you, Tom. I don't believe her. So. Then I <laughs> got see, one more thing to throw lady. out there. One quick thing, just to show you how bizarre the world is. Tom may know the answer to this, and it probably just didn't sync up for him. What's Joe Diffie's middle name? I probably don't know that answer. I mean, unless would, would you would you believe Joe Diffie's middle name is Logan? Huh. Not an odd wow. coincidence. Hometown. Isn't that, a little bit, isn't that just a little bit bizarre, is it not? Oh, my God. I am uh, literally, like, laying down now because we were wrapping it up. But, fuck. Um, I got to pull the phone away because, Nate, you were a musician or still are. Tim, I'm, uh, I would, I I would say not heard, a practicing one at the moment. <laughs> I actually heard Tim sing some uh, uh, goofy karaoke shit, but he actually has a voice. So, uh, I can't sing for shit, dude. <laughs> no, but no. Uh, yes, you can compared to people that try to sing, and you kept the, oh, well. you know, you and Nate collectively, Nate put the soundtrack or whatever, but I'm going to pull the phone away a little bit. Uh, and what the fuck, what do I have to lose? You could set my truck on fire and roll it down a hill, but I still got, never mind. I can't do it. <laughs> it was, it was, it was pick up man, but I can't do it justice in this, uh, state of well, mind. For next, so. for next time, I, I, dare you to copy my uh, Ed Banjo Bogus's I've Eaten Everywhere Man from last week. If you haven't listened to it, you should probably check it out. <laughs> you know what? It's pretty, you know what? It's pretty I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this on air. I, I believe Nate would probably be the expert, but every episode we've ever done, whether it be two, three, you know, we free bird rule. Um, yeah. Nate probably has everything. Um, yeah, it's on the, the it's on the blog talk page. You can go back and find it. You can listen to them all. But maybe sometime since it's a pandemic and Nate doesn't have school, he's no, a Nate's father. Nate's still yet. doing school for now. 
until the end of the month. Well, I, I mean, I'm loading everything on you, Nate, but maybe Thanks. you could like pick pick apart like uh, some things that are just hilarious that people might not have heard or whatever, because even I mean. One of the most fascinating, wonderful things I've ever heard. I mean, you realize where this thing started when I, you know, me and you barely knew each other and you had a basketball podcast. And when you interviewed Tracy Murray, I mean, unbelievable. I mean, we've had some great guests from the wrestling business and stuff, but he was talking about Phil Jackson like he probably wouldn't have talked to Stephen A. Smith like. I mean, there's a lot of archives there that are awesome. So, um, just that's just one example. But you know, if if you have time to go through, we've had some incredible stuff that we don't even realize. Yeah, I was thinking about it the other that's night. Good. I thought uh, thought about the. Uh... You know, the re- the wrestling basketball connection is deeper than what people think. I never realized it until we started the show because a lot of the experts on basketball, if you mention pro wrestling, they're like, oh, dude, they're ready to pro talk, wrestling. Yeah. yeah, they're like, oh, dude, yeah, pro wrestling, let's go, let's do it. Um, a lot of them are like that. I know Phil Phil Rossman Wright, Jeff Garcia, um, a couple other guys, uh, John Corellis, big wrestling fan, Pisa Pia, clearly, and uh, – he got me to come over and help him out when he got in a bind over on his podcast, uh, the In This Ring podcast, which uh, apparently uh, one of the listeners did not take too well to my wrestling analysis over but that's okay. When you rate the show one star and that say was Nate either, Bush is that was either Tim by that was either Tim by his laugh. It wasn't me. Me, it wasn't me, but me. I read the comment. It was not kind. Or me by just the way I view wrestling differently than you. I Apparently I they said my wrestling analysis was terrible and that I insinuated, and I said that Io Shirai apparently had coronavirus, which I did not. But <laughs> nevertheless. Come <laughs> flu. Never mind. <laughs> I didn't say that. But, you know, we've had so many good guests. I mean, Bruce Pritchard came on to promote his basketball uh, his basketball ventures with Conrad. Oh, wait, Jay. Before, before you totally wrap it up, um, I don't know if you guys saw uh, Lance Archer was <laughs> tweeting one night about AEW. Oh, I saw it. Or something. I saw it. <laughs> and I was like, uh, you know, you got you were on our basketball podcast, and he goes, basketball, question mark. I saw and it. I ain't Marco Stunt, you fucker, Lance Archer. You big prick. You're like my age. I got a good punch left in me like Toby Keith. I ain't as good as I once was, but I'm as good once as I always was. You you put us over when I fucking give you the opportunity, motherfucker. No, I'm saying, I'm saying that in gist, but I'm very surprised because I believe he's a Christian and stuff, and he's not he like is. an asshole. I'm very surprised that he didn't remember doing a, a, a basketball themed show. Who knows? Well, I did. I actually uh, messaged him when he got the job with AEW and congratulated him. So it was, you know, uh, me and Lance have stayed in touch here and there. So he may not have remembered it, but uh, we definitely got him on. 
I got one more thing, and then I got to get off here. Yeah, me too. I got to um, be at work watch, here in three and a half um, hours. Do you ever watch the History Channel at all? Uh, sometimes, but very little. Would you be Would you be familiar with like I don't know, uh, you know, the Hunt for Hitler or something like that? You know those kind of shows where they take a mystery and and try to solve it, kind of thing. I've I've heard, but I haven't been a okay. Well, you don't need to, yet. but I I have it on good authority that next week on Delco Television. Oh man! Hopefully, the hunt for baby's grave. Hey, you fucking rotten Canadian cunt! Good lord, you <laughs> dirty. Starring, st- okay, fuck you then. I'm going all the way. Starring Joe Stiffy. How about how you like that shit? Oh man! Oh my god! You are you went there, and you've you went over me. the line. But I applaud you because that's what this show is all about. Baby, to my knowledge, my beloved dead cat is... uh, (laughs) That cat got more fame on this show. That cat gets mentioned still about cat blocking cat, or cock blocking cat. I had a song about it somewhere back in the past. Oh, my God. We're wrapping up, and I, I just thought of another thing that I told you guys off air, I think, that... Um, I wasn't aware of baby's condition in in the the, the place I was staying, my home, mm-hmm. my childhood. Right, that's why that's why I've got the hunt for baby's grave. That's where that's coming from. Uh, yeah, little Johnny, my nephew. Uh, not not to be confused with somebody with the Asbury Jukes, but anyway, um, this this oh. relative who uh, uh, was not the most smart. Not the most gifted, whatever. My mom always uses him for errands and so forth. He was the one who discovered that baby was not uh, healthy, and uh, I, I can't. I grieved, but I also chuckled at the thought of the person that my mom put in charge of this, and he literally picked baby up and tried to give baby mouth to mouth. <laughs> I I guess, I've, heard so many, I've heard so many baby stories back in the day when baby was still among us. That Yeah, I used to video it, you know. I used to... I remember, talk. I don't know, do you, do you remember you guys thought I had a British. You guys thought I had a British accent. That was just my, like, talk to little kids dogs or cats voice and i i always call my dog or cat an asshole or a douchebag or something yeah, but they, I've heard it. You, they me respond. The, you called me in the middle of the night and you said baby you asshole say hello to tim come on baby what the hell's wrong with you and then and then he did right or yeah he let some croak out poor old bugger I wasn't fucking Tim's accusing me of rear naked choking baby. Anyway. <laughs> well, after what he did to you. Yeah, well, he did some things to me. So. <laughs> well, he kept, I he kept you from choking yourself, but anyway. 
Well, I'll tell you what, it's been about two and a half hours and we still ended up going. This so. should have go all night if we let it. Yeah, so. we better wrap it up because I've actually got to be at work here in four hours. So, well, and I, I haven't to, been to uh, sleep. I've got to go to bed so I can sleep in. Yeah, you rat bastard. All right, guys, it's been fun. It's always great having you guys on. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in, checking out uh, this new episode of Wide Men Can't Jump. A little different, but we hope you enjoyed it. So, uh, Wide Men Can't Jump will be back next week, hopefully on our regularly scheduled yeah. uh, day of the yeah. week. You know what we're covering and, uh, in, uh, next week, Nate? What? ESP, ESPN's Michael Vick's dog fighting. Mm, great. Well, place your bets. But uh, anyway, let's everybody enjoy. Man, that was bad. <laughs> Hope everybody enjoys the episode. Hope you stuck around for all two and a half hours. We had a good time. We hope you did too. Thanks to our sponsors, Stephen P. New Law Office, Strip Cam Fun, Atomic Comics and Collectibles LLC, and Stay Classy Meats. So check all those out. Support them because they support us. Check out the show on iTunes, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, Google Play, FM Flash, iHeartRadio, and anywhere you find podcasts. Uh, any final words, gentlemen, before we head out? Uh, no, I just want Robinson to do what he used to do, so I don't got to do it. Old school. TR, send us home. Peace. Thanks for listening to this broadcast on the Wide Men Radio Network located at blogtalkradio.com slash wide men can't jump. You can check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash wide men can't jump for more exclusive content only available to our Patreon members. You can find this program and others like it on iTunes, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, Google Play, FM Flash, iHeartRadio, and more. Just search Wide Men Can't Jump. Thanks to our sponsors, the law offices of Stephen P. New at newlawoffice.com, stripcamfun.com, Atomic Comics and Collectibles LLC, located at facebook.com slash Atomic Comics and Collectibles LLC, and Stay Classy Meets, well, you can check them out at stayclassymeats.com and use promo code WIDEMEN to save 10% on your order and receive a free pound of Montana grass-fed ground beef. Follow us on Twitter at WideJump and be sure to keep up with all the content that's being posted there. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time on the Wide Men Radio Network.